All right, I'm Dino. I'm CEO. Look at this. CEO. Come to death row of the best comic book podcast, Tales from the Flip Side. If you're worried about buying bad comic spec, listen to other YouTube channels, and you have to move into your parents' basement, you come to Tales from the Flip Side. If you have a white refrigerator and you want a stainless steel fridge, you come to Tales from the Flip Side. You worried about how many ups and downs you have to listen to during pay attention during the week, you come to Tales from the Flip Side. Are you watching other people out there who get their PayPal frozen? Come to Tales from the Flip Side. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another great episode of Modern Comic Mayhem. Tonight we are talking haha, we're talking future state. We're doing our top 10 best J. Scott Campbell covers list and so much more. Tonight we got with us one and only Solo Wookiee, the most hated man in Star Wars, aka the Star Wars Ben Roethlisberger, Marco himself. We got Greg, the creator of Rascals. And as always, we got Kyle. Kyle's here, everyone. Fucking Kyle. Let's get this shit started. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone watching us live on YouTube for another episode of Modern Comic Mayhem. How's it going tonight, guys? My panel, my luscious panel as always. Looking, looking good. Was that a better intro for you this week, Kyle? Yeah, the other one was, we got fucking Anthony from Bird City. We got fucking Marco and Kyle. Somebody's <laughs> <laughs> uh, still butthurt a week later, dude. Yes. Well, okay. Shout out to everybody that's going to be playing. The, I hope all you guys are playing the drinking game tonight before we get started. I want to let you know my drink choice tonight is Screwball peanut butter whiskey and i've decided to add cocoa pebbles flavored half and half it's my peanut butter cup bitches yeah but i hope you guys are playing the uh drinking game and let's have a fun show guys absolutely if anybody missed the uh drinking game code at the beginning i'll put it right up on the screen right there make sure to scan that code to get in on the drinking game and have a good time with us tonight oh man we got quite a good show for you um tonight marco what's going on bud uh i'm opening up pokemon cards i got an interesting story if you want to hear about that uh somebody definitely got too close to me but uh i think we have other stuff to talk about rest or no you guys want to talk about pokemon yeah go ahead pokemon the shit out of it well first off what is this this just came out of a fresh pack sorry i was finishing up this pack opening do you see that you see that here is it like a double card or something they didn't they didn't cut the cards together they didn't they didn't cut them no see right there yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I don't know if you guys know what's the spec value. Did you grade it? It's the, like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. the PSA 10. Uh, Who on this label? channel do I have to go to find out the spec value of that? <laughs> I need to know. Is that like so, a 
a double cover, but it's like six of them. Yeah, I guess I have uh, I have a couple kids, as some people might know, uh, like twenty of them, and they've all gotten into Pokemon at this point. And just like comic books and everything else, there's a drought on Pokemon. Pokemon, Pokemon. They'll correct me on how I say it wrong, but um, so I went to the store, the old uh, bullet one, and as usual, you know, I've had some great experiences in there. Got a call from one of my people said, "Hey, I know uh, kids' birthdays are coming up here uh, in a couple months or so." Maybe you should buy some Pokemon cards. Yeah, because guys are people are coming in and sweeping them off the shelf. So I'm like, okay, don't worry about it. We got it. We put them in two areas. If you can't find them here, find them here. All right, cool. So I go over there to go pick them up, and uh, the first area, I see a guy swiping them all out. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just gonna go down the regular aisle then see if there's any over there. Go down to the regular aisle, and there's a couple packs, and I'm looking, and I don't know anything about it. I'm like, hey, my kid likes the ones that are shiny and stuff. I guess. So, so I'm uh. Yeah, I know, real bad, right? Like I'm trying to get a little bit of an education in the old Pokemon, but uh, I'm not you didn't going lose any so pants well. in the process, though, did you? What's that? You didn't lose any pants in the process, no, right? Not this time. No, I was wearing the Nordstrom rack uh, pants. I was wearing the black edition one. Um, maybe we'll do a fashion show one day. However, chat, got, uh, chat wants we, to know if you got those those cards from the back of a truck. <laughs> I wish it'd probably been a better deal. Um, but no, so I'm there, and I'm like, just you know, there's a couple hanging up. I go pull them down. I put one on the thing. Uh, I pull another one down, and I'm looking, and you know they they look like this. Here, this is what they look. I don't know what these are. They, look here. There's like three things in them, and there's a in uh, a little star thing. And then behind these, they have these little packs of uh, vivid voltage. Now these they got fire bolts on them. They're all shiny. So shiny. I pull down two of these, and then I have two in my hands, and I'm putting them to the side. And I see these things. I'm like, okay, well, I'll grab a couple of these. So how much are you selling them for on your IG tomorrow? I don't know. Yeah, anyways, so I pick them up. Are you shilling your goddamn Pokemon cards at the beginning? <laughs> no, of the I'm not. Pokemon. They're, crit- they're no, birthday presents. Legitimately birthday presents. While I'm doing that, present. while I'm doing that, and you know I'm not a small guy, there's a dude that comes up. It sweeps between me and like standing there looking at the Pokemon thing. Like, oh, these look cool. And grabs the two that I like put down on the shelf. Uh just grabs them, just swipes them up and walks away. And of course, you know, I give him a good and talk. I picture Marco running after him and fucking elbows him in the back of the head and drops I, uh, him in Walmart. I, uh, I give him a good talking to you. So that was my day. So then I opened That's up the pack. Funny. I was Don't like, well, my fucking Pokemon cards. Did, oh, did well, you give him kids. the Big Ben? <laughs> yeah, it's for kids, right? So then I, then I opened one of these to see, like, what is it? Is there shiny things in them or whatever? And this is what I get. I get uh, five or six cards stuck together in one of those voltage or the uh vivid voice so that's my life i don't know i don't sack him for a loss there roethlisberger i didn't i informed him uh how you should act in public very very nicely and if he chooses to and then he apologized and tried to hand it back to me i said no 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 no, no. it's fine just uh next time you know just future reference next time i'm gonna push you down break your hip old man river <laughs> that's how i said he wasn't old he was a younger guy too he was younger he's probably 10 years younger than i, I thought he so. said he slid in and in as he like whisked past you he whispered in your ear you snooze you lose nerd and he Dude, he your your balls to hey, hey I, look i don't even i don't even know what was going on there i i i i heard that it was serious you know mcclay for a while is now talking about people I keep going, trying to get him a card every pack. I show him, he goes, no, those are garbage. I'm like, well, you said there was nothing to open. At least it's not. I have no clue what's going on in the card game. Um, I'm just really trying to buy them for kids that want to look at Pokemon, and they say, hey, this one's cool. It's shiny. Or... You got? Hmm? 
for that new white van that you got? Yeah, that too. No, the black truck that I find the comic books in the back. Of. So that's what I was doing. I was opening that up and then looking at it because I was like, what is this? This doesn't make any sense. But uh, sorry about that. Didn't mean to delay your show with the... Uh, Chat says Marco knocks someone out for cards you can't even use. LOL. <laughs> I did listen. I I I just advised him very very sternly. Uh, Never take another man's Pokemon card. No, I said, hey, listen, you know, there's a thing like there's a whole spacing thing we have going on. Like even if there wasn't, even if there wasn't a spacing thing going on, like you should probably have a, a little bit of human decency where you give somebody like enough space. Was it, was it really necessary to like bump into me to grab? There's, there's six more hanging up there too by the way I like, I, like, I like how he uses the big scary to explain to someone that he, he needs to keep his personal distance from him oh, no, so no. he doesn't steal his Pokemon cards I said even if that wasn't the case like that's the thing I, that's why I like all this and people should be learning lessons of like put on deodorant you smell bad like stay within six feet of people you smell bad I don't want to smell what you ate for lunch like don't want to do it um no, like you just touch my Pokemon. I'll no, try to get outside and I'll tell you to stay away from. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Poke you right in your eye. Agree. Agree. Come on. I agree with that. So that's a, this is not how it was supposed to start off. We were supposed to run a tight show, but <laughs> listen, there's a big scary out there. Stay six feet away from me, and most importantly, no, don't no, take no. my damn Pokemon cards. No, 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 no. It's a common decency thing, right? Like uh, the whole the whole point of the story is he's gonna go home and tell his buddies. This old man, he kept going on Pokemon goddamn cards. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to tell Pokemon cards. No, no, this yeah, this guy was serious. I mean, he was serious. I, I think he watched like some YouTube videos of like, you better get them, collect them all, or go. You know, there's the big. You know, they do a lot of the the things where they open up the cards and they throw them all around, and they're like, they're sold out everywhere. You're never gonna catch them all. And then people freak out and they go, you gotta catch them all. Yeah, you gotta catch them all. So this this kid, uh, he wasn't a kid. He's probably in his twenties, mid twenties, mid thirties. Oh, that Roethlisberger looking so vicious, Pokemon I did. I just informed him that, like, you know, there's some. You can you can look. I live in a I live in a Midwest state. We should still have common decency out here, right? He's being escorted into the police car, screaming about common decency. Those are my cards. I don't care about the cards. It's the point that he like came in, like there was this much room, and he came in and pushed his way in and and snatched it. Like I was like, my goddamn Pokemon! Step on my foot. He stepped on my feet. He pushed me back. I was like, hey, uh, I'm sorry. I was taking too much time. I'm sorry. I'm. I don't know what's going on here, but. You know, uh, it's like I always say about comics: like, don't steal it from the people who are trying to figure it out because you want fans of the stuff. I can, I can you see know the headline mean? now. Local man starts brawl because he couldn't catch them all. Dude, I don't. No, nah, I know. Everybody, <laughs> I know everybody at that target. I'm good at that target, man. Everybody there loves me. Can, can um, we get a get off my lawn? There oh yeah, yeah. Can... I'm notorious. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. No, get absolutely. off my lawn. Absolutely. Don't touch my Pokemon. Hey, I had to tell. Look, there was a lady at that Target one time trying to return uh, two-year-old chewable vitamins because she said they were stale, and she wanted a full refund. And I told her what I thought she was wasting my time trying to argue for a full refund. That that Target loves me because I, you know, I got a little, have, couple extra minutes. We have breaking news here on MCM tonight. Adam Schefter confirms Ben Roethlisberger suspended again for conduct violation, <laughs> fighting over Pokemon cards. That's awesome. That's good. Okay, so that's the Pokemon story. That's how we're starting the show. Very roughness, fifteen yards. 
<laughs> Second down. down. Yeah. Are you guys surprised? Like, I mean, it only look, does that happen to you though? Do you guys go places and you see what I'm saying though? Like, where is it only me? Am I a magnet for these type of people? Like, seriously, no. who comes like within a footstep? There's less than a foot. He squeezed, stepped on both of my feet and pushed me back while sweeping through, did not stop and kept going. And I was like dumbfounded and then go, hey, excuse me. And he just kept going. So I slipped around the other and said, hey, hey, I was talking to you. Get back yeah. here, kid. No, nah, I didn't chase him down. Didn't chase him no, down. It, it happens here too. I, it happens to me on occasion. I can't and I, it, man. I very rudely say very not nice stuff to people because. No, I'm nice about it. I'm an asshole. <laughs> no, I don't care. <laughs> Mr. Officer, you yeah. gotta put his armpit in my face. Yeah. Hey, I've I've had it explained before. You know, if uh, please are great people, if you explain to them the situation properly, uh they're humans, they understand. They don't Pokemon. You, know, you, you gotta think some of them like have to deal with like hookers throwing up and stuff. That's not a good smell either. Like, yeah, you know, I mean that can't be a good smell. I don't know what it smells like, but I can't imagine that would be a good smell. So what I'm saying is They'll feel you, you know. Hey, some dude put his armpit in me. He smells bad. <laughs> That's good. All right. What else we got? Let's can we start the show. Fast? Should we re-intro this now? At this I point? mean, it's. I think it's good. I, no, I mean, it's, it's who a good. Who doesn't like a good Pokemon oh, rant? It's relatable. Everybody has been there where someone's you know cut in line or grabbed the oh. book that you were getting ready to grab, or you know the last one on the shelf and you're reaching for it and some jerk off just reaches up and takes it and walks away like you're nothing and it's just like dude come he, on man he like swooped into like it was so weird because he okay he was one of the guys too that was like i heard him in the other aisle and I, I don't know if you guys know this but this is a big thing now in videos like the shock videos like crying over characters showing up another big thing is people like going to stores and lifting up the uh the bottom shelf you know the center shelf and going look what i found Okay, you you went, you, your video cut off. You found some something not so rare, rare underneath it. It's a very exciting video. One, I get what you. There's ones where these girls they walk through uh, like the supermarket and they just like lift up their dress. Well, that's true. Probably same thing. Shows their bum. That's the like bum. a whole like yeah whole thing. That's like YouTube, you can show that on YouTube. I think yeah, it's like I'm, a TikTok thing, maybe. I'm oh. shopping in the wrong yeah. stores. Yeah, I know, I know right. <laughs> I don't know if I want that by my cheese, though. Yeah, I don't either. I, I, I mean, that's cheese. The world yeah. of Walmart is the reason Sitting why I never shop at Walmart. Like, was was <laughs> she hot? They're all like super, yeah, attractive. Okay, but it's, like this, right this game can... where like they walk down the aisle and like throw up their <laughs> throw up their dress to show their bum, and nobody knows. The chat is uh, a little shocked that Marco didn't start that story with. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, that's that's the pinned comment of the night. I, hey, listen, that. I am very self-deprecating, whatever it is, shitting everywhere myself, <laughs> shitting all over myself, deprecating or defecating. I'm Ben Roethlisberger. Deprecating, 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 deprecating is like being negative. <laughs> 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 I got my Pokemon cards that I self-deprecating. <laughs> I'm self-deprecating right now. Just to let you guys know. All right, what news do we have in comics? Uh, that's enough. <laughs> no, we got about five more minutes of Pokemon talk. Oh, I got Pokemon. I, I feel like there's still a couple good Pokemon jokes that just haven't been told yet. <laughs> Chat's a little behind. We'll get it. You can pin them later. No, but that's uh, it. I just don't like the. Uh, you know, I mean, I probably don't like going in public, anyways. But 
I'm I'm a curmudgeon, so there's got to be a Pikachu joke in here. I'm missing. You know the funny part is I have no clue what you're talking about. I actually know nothing about Pokemon. So, but yet you buy the cards. Yeah, my you don't have kids. Like kids want things, and but you open like, them, so you want to see if there's good shit to sell before oh, you give yeah. them. Yeah, no, 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 no. I open it to see if like there's shiny is shiny shiny cards or something, right? Like it's like kids GXs or something like that. My kid, my kid likes Pokemon too. He yeah. plays Magic a lot because I we play together, but. For Pokemon, you know they they know all of them and collect all the cards. But I guess the GX cards are the ones that are like the really powerful ones. Okay. And those little shine, right? Marco, I just, wanna, I just over the pack and make, shine, had a shiny thing in it. It did. It had. A, you're gonna see a Marco video from Tales from the Dark Side tomorrow. Of I found this chi- shiny Charizard at a yard sale. Is it worth anything? Yeah. <laughs> These hey, are what I, I got. There's new to the group. I found this. Worth yeah. anything? Oh, there's a Charizard in here, as a matter of fact. Okay, these are the ones that, that weren't folded up. This thing, which, whatever. That's Charmander. Okay, whatever. Charmeleon, sorry. Okay. What adults have for kids, it's a cover-up. I agree. Wait, wait, this whoa, one yeah. is a shiny oh, one. That one's upside down. Make them big. <laughs> this is a shiny one. I don't think these cards aren't worth much, right? They're worth like 50 cents. Like, none of these what new kind of Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon is worth Some of those are. No, it's Shines. Depending on the cards, man, even out of the new set, they're like twenty, thirty dollar cards. Yeah, uh, well, so I mean, there's, there's a, a lot of money in Pokemon. And that's, that's why you got forty, fifty year old men. A, yeah, that guy was only his kids once. No, 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 no. This guy was. This guy was. This guy was definitely somebody who's been playing Pokemon since he was like two. This kid was really just. He saw somebody buying Pokemon. and He had to have them. He had to have them. Got I don't think he was like, you can't have them. <laughs> 40 or 50 year old men out there like what up pokemon fam check out this new card i got today oh i don't understand old people saying things like fam but that's another topic let's go we got something else the pokemon let's talk a little bit about um marvel movies and uh the introduction of deadpool to the mcu in an r-rated third installment to the deadpool franchise with ryan reynolds Helping write the script. Uh, any excitement? What do you think Deadpool's going to do to the MCU? How do you think he fits into the MCU? He's going to give it a chimichanga. I hope not. I know, I mean, me too. Who would be the good villain, though? Like, is it going to be a standalone, or they, are they were they talking like. Do you need good villains? They keep pushing as Deadpool 3. It's still in the early production phases. They're still writing the script, so who knows? Is that a good way to introduce the. The mutants, though the X Men. Yeah, there's I a mean, lot of X Men jokes in the first two movies. Yeah, I think it's a decent way to introduce some, maybe not all. I mean, they've already introduced, you know, some of them through that way. Look, Wolverine, and, and I mean, they came out Juggernaut a second time and did all that. So, I mean, it, it's already started the introduction a bit. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't been ever since the news dropped, if you aren't going after, especially like that '90s stuff, all the the Milligan stuff too, like if you aren't buying it cheap, like I think that boat's about to sail on that because you got Deadpool where you can bring it into. You, I mean, they're gonna have to. There's so many of them that they can introduce them and can you can now do the cross teams, right? It doesn't just have to be mutants versus superheroes. You can do mutants, superheroes, and you can cross over to like a lot of the. Whoa. You know, Deadpool, even like the R-rated stuff. So you can definitely, and some of those, you know, uh, some of the X-Men will show up better just because of what their powers are. Like if you go back and read some of the Pete stuff, like 
some of those characters might show up in Deadpool because they work out so well. And I'm not just talking about uh, the witch and everything like that, but like they've already used some characters out of that book. I think you can include some more, but do you need a big bad for Deadpool to work? Cause isn't the whole point of his working is the comedy portion of it, right? Yes. You know, and the breaking down the third wall. I don't know if you need such a big bad for it, but I do fourth think all good, sir. Yeah. Fourth, fourth, fourth wall. That's so here's, here's my question. Do they, do they do use it to tie in X-Men or are they going to well, start that's, that's laying more into the X-Factor, X-Force, X, you know, that whole well, era? You, you would have to look at it if they're going to bring it together. They're going to bring the X-Men into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You, you just got to think like, well, what storylines would they have where they would interact with the, what's already there, which is all the Avengers stuff and so then what do you have? You have X-Men versus Avengers. You have Secret Wars. What else is like an Avengers X-Men tie-in? You have Invasion. You, you have Invasion. You have War of Kings. But the, the <gasps> I, Secret I, Empire? Yeah, Secret Empire. Yeah. 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 yeah the, the thing Empire. though is, I mean, are you gonna bring see? I don't that's way too big, don't you think? I think they have to keep it in these portions where you take certain elements, like you're gonna take the X Factor people, like you're gonna take you know, one of the books that I always love is like the Phantom X book because I think you could bring him into, you could bring some of those characters now over into the um, Deadpool area. You could use you could use a bunch of different X Force te teams, like Solo Wookie said, and a lot of those books, you know, they're still out there. They're not that expensive, but they're picking up in price, guys. Like if you ain't buying them, you're missing out. But I think those are what you're gonna I do there. Buy my books on the cheap. Yeah. Deadpool, <laughs> Dead, you buy your, you buy all that Deadpool related stuff will go that way. Then with the Avenger stuff, you can cross over certain stuff like that mutants that crossed over through probably Wanda and ones that maybe even did the Inhuman crossover type stuff like that. And then that'll introduce the full X-Men team. And then you could do two different types of teams. Shoot, for what they're doing on programming, you could see X-Factor stuff. You know, like there's so much stuff you can do with that and then you get all the young stuff that you bring up you can bring up all the miss marvel stuff you can bring up damn man you can just bring up so much stuff you could even have wolverine split off and do that that's stupid class of wolverine stuff that started off good when hope was originally there and then faded off towards the end but i mean welcome marvel we've got you covered till about 2040 yeah yeah we do that's a lot 50 and years <laughs> That's well, just the, the stuff. I mean, you're you're just in the future. <laughs> yeah. 50 think, years in the future. I think we're all in agreement that I mean Deadpool really needs to start being the cameo that Stan Lee once was. I mean, that's the only way you play that never, out. He, he should, on that. You, well, you did now. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't agree on that. <laughs> you didn't know it, but you just did. I, I, you don't think they're gonna use the watcher? You don't think they're gonna use the watcher as the cameo and everything now? It wouldn't. No. It wouldn't play as funny. You could do it, but I mean, it wouldn't be funny. It wouldn't be um, that jocularity that that Stan Lee had that he carried over. Uh, having having Deadpool be that little cameo in every movie would would bring back that that humor, even in a serious movie, and still play well. There's no other character that you can really do that with. You know. What? You know what, JJ? That's interesting about the um, JJ Maxwell said he'd like to see them do the new mutants. Oop, yep, sorry. JJ said I'd like to see them new mutant characters. Like, for, you know, there is, you know, Colossus' sister. You could bring her over to the Deadpool, Magic. especially doing some of that 
yeah, especially doing some of that dark child stuff. I love her, man. She's, you know, she's got that mini series out there that I always think is underrated. And well, how much, you know, how much do they bring in with Deadpool versus how much they're going to bring in with with Fantastic Four? Like, how, where's your tie-in? Because it's a lot easier set up and tie-in, in my opinion. And I totally could be wrong. Um, to bring in a lot of that X-Men and Galactus and Silver Surfer with all the Fantastic Four that they supposedly got the rights to that they're going to film and, and start going that route there. Uh, Not I, everything has to be an endgame. You now own everything. You don't have to do endgames. You can keep them separated in separate titles. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Then they can share bad guys because they've been introduced before and stuff like that. I mean, like Doc Doom. You don't think Doc Doom's going to play against a couple different times as a villain, especially if they start bringing in Kang, like sure. you better believe Kang and, and doom are going to play a couple times. It's not going to be the Thanos snap a finger. Then when you're done thing, they're going to use those characters a couple times. I hope so. I hate seeing some villains leave and then you don't see them again. I just don't oh. think villains should leave at the end of the movie, you know, or die off. Hey, there was nothing. That's wrong. what I mean by leave. There's nothing wrong with the original Howard, the duck movie. Nothing. It's nothing. fucking badass, dude. When he's reading Play Duck. Mm-hmm. He had the little duck condom in his wallet. Mm-hmm. I agree with this. I agree. And since the you brought condo. in Colossus, you could definitely play it off that the Deadpool stuff isn't like real, real world. Can't. I mean, there was the whole jokes about it last time with the two different X Men worlds and everything like that. You could bring in some of those characters and you could use them as kind of the Mando type series where you just introduce different stuff and you have. Ryan up there telling jokes all day long and introducing new characters so people get familiar with it and then break it off into teams. I think you have to go with teams, right? You can't you can't have everybody in the same show or movie. I don't well, see it working. They've already talked about introducing the, the mutants sporadically. You've got the, the rumors that Rogue's going to be the big bad in Captain Marvel 2 and you know stuff like that. It, it's a great way to continue that, that formula and introduce him and, and Colossus and That'd be an oh, yeah. awesome oh, end once. to the second movie. Is her just whipping her off the Golden Gate Bridge? Just, <laughs> and then everybody's like, oh no, she's dead. There's Brie Larson just like you know, sinking in the water. Do you oh, think no. this, do you think we see a bump in New Mutants 98 again though? Do you think that book starts to catch fire again? I think that book's pretty it's still commanding a pretty high price. I mean, I don't it's it is, but what you saw in the market over the last eight months to a year now is absolutely absurd. I think everybody can agree with that. Just how much prices just keep tripling. You know, it used to be that you would hope for new books, I'm saying bronze and above, that you would, especially on keys, you'd get something around a 30 to 40% return the next year or two years, especially if you had news, it'd bump up a little bit more. Silver Age, you'd expect a doubling every year and a half. Gold Age would be similar around there to almost two. Now, it's a month or the next sale or something like that. So, yeah, I think, yeah, they come out with a new movie. Somebody's going to be like, oh, now the 9.6 isn't 9.6 anymore because I could sell it for X amount of dollars. And I'll just put that towards buying the 9.8 that I missed out on last time. And it'll up the prices again for that because the prices of the lower end stuff went up. It, it you know, it's an interesting market. I'm... I'm not, you got to, if you have it, sell it, I guess. But like, don't doubt it. Even if there is funny business going on a little bit, the funny business is driving up the the real business too. You know what I mean? You know, I'm one of those collectors that can't, 
I can't sell it because I got it. I got it. It's hot, and I like that I have it. Was that funny? Ha ha! Yeah. Funny peculiar. Funny is peculiar. I think everybody knows that there's some funny as peculiar stuff. Peculiar stuff that goes on in the in the the old eBay listing areas every once in a while, like books selling with one bid on it and then being sold again two days I, later. Yes, for a higher price. <laughs> I agree with Brandon that Doom will be a multi-movie major villain. I agree. Yeah, once it comes to the MCU. What is the print run of Deadpool? Like New Mutants '98. Oh, it's big. It's big. It's and 90s. graded, graded last Seven night. Million. Pretty damn big too. But I mean that. I don't know. We're starting to see that that doesn't really matter anymore. With you know, Spawn number one, uh, ASM three hundred. Print runs mean, don't they're, matter. They're right up there, and they're still climbing. So, New Mutants definitely table topped off for a little bit, but. Yeah, I I think you could with with the right movie, I think, or cameo appearances, I think you could see it go back up. Peculiar is a tough word. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> we uh, we were talking a, a few shows ago about books being more valuable without being signed. Do you think New Mutants ninety eight is one of those books that it's more valued unsigned since everyone who has one tries to get Liefeld to sign it? Like I don't have mine signed just for that reason. Mm. This is why not because there's a lot of new people. You know, we kind of talked about this earlier, um, but there's a lot of new people that tune in even to this channel, and a lot of them don't know the history of a lot of things. So I'm not quite sure everybody knows the history of Rob, and I don't think some of them even care. Like they, like after you already think like, oh, it's cool, I can get a signature from somebody, or I want that. That I think that the signed copy will holding more money because then it becomes rare too, right? Like people don't care. I, I look. <laughs> oh, my head does hurt. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Anyways, no, I don't think people care. I really don't <laughs> think they care. I think I think if you could get a signed copy from it, it probably would sell for more just because it it is kind of rare. I mean, look at the Stan Lee thing, right? Like people were getting it signed for a hundred dollars and still after the signature, he was charging people a hundred dollars. If you got any book signed for our, it was plus the hundred dollars on top of that. And he was still signing. And I'm talking like five years ago now with all these new people in there. I mean, how many books did he sign? And he signed DC books. He signed independent books. He signed everything. He paid money. He signed it. Yeah, he signed it. So, and people would pay a premium on it. So yeah, Rob doesn't, Rob is Rob. So, I mean, he'll even sign, he'll sign Levi jeans for some reason, but, or Jordash, but he won't sign a book. I, I don't get it, but whatever. No, Levi 501 Levi's. He did a commercial for yeah. Levi 501s. I thought it was guess. No, nope. Jordash. I think that's the 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 distribution number two fifty k. Just so well, oh, uh, button flat. Sorry, I gotta do this. So yeah, I think that is that what are you telling me? That's what the Comicron numbers are. Is this two fifty? Is that what we're saying? So I mean, even with that, you got to think you add on some more to that. So yeah, I mean that's cool. That's pretty decent size. I mean, the average size print run now is what. Greg, what, do you know what the average size print run is for a regular book from the big two? Is it around the 60s, if that? It's not 250, that's for sure. Yeah, it's not even close. <laughs> oh, just like a million. I want to I know the history of Marco and the keg stand. I do too. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Who is this? And how does he know that story? Uh, 
That's not a story for this show. I might have been drinking already tonight, but I haven't been drinking that much. Um, There's no such thing as not a story for this show. Mm-mm. All right. No, that's an incorrect no, statement, that's... sir. Where, go back up. Where Where is Gonzo in the uh, – I'm not going to get into that now. You just got yeah. it. I'm not going to get into that. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, some other interesting news that came out this week. Well, on a the press tour for WandaVision – Kevin Feige uh, announced that they have the um, Marvel MCU mapped out for many years to come, way more than what has already been announced, as well as he has confirmed that he's read rumors, the rumors that are out there regarding Spider-Man 3, and that although he's not going to acknowledge or deny them, he said some of that, it's funny that some of them are right on and how wild others are. So... Well, we went over the the Spider-Man three leaks last week, so like I said, keep keep an eye out on on those what? leaks and those books. And Charlie Cox has filmed all of his stuff for the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah, supposedly Charlie Cox is wrapped playing Matt Murdock on that Spider-Man movie too. So he's in it for about eight minutes. Yeah, I, so, was, gonna, I was just going to ask how long do you think he's in it? Like eight, ten minutes, or like probably like probably five, three or? scenes, if that. Still great to see him there, at least in it. Yeah, and push. Yeah, I, I think hey, that's awesome. That could push a badass new Daredevil movie, an actually good one. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, and seeing uh, seeing Pyle play, uh, you know, oh, it, he does such a good job in that TV show. I just good old Pyle from Full Metal Jacket. So um, my gun. He said to a varying degree of specificity. I can't pronounce that word. I sound what? like Marco now. What? Yeah. I can't. Mar- Marco's the only, not the only one that can't pronounce things. It's always about five to six years out uh, versus what we've announced. So what, what's announced present day, they have planned out five or six years past that. So, Yeah, you know, that sounds about right, doesn't 50, it? 50 years, if you ask Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that sounds about right, though. Future, fuck it. Yep. Don't you think? You know, when we talked about it, that was like part of the part of the problems before when we talked about rumors and everything else. We're like, oh, it's breaking. They just shot this the other day, and you're like, well, they they plan this stuff out well in advance. I think actually the last time Greg was on the show, we talked about how how shooting schedules and how booking schedules are drawing for comic books. It's not something they like. Nobody's going in tomorrow to figure all this stuff out. It usually is well in advance where this stuff is planned out, and then they produce it. So. I'm not shocked at that at all. JJ, I hope they don't cut a lot of his shit out. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck, man. Because I mean, suck. a lot of people are really excited about Charlie Cox being in there. So, yeah, they could change their minds and cut a lot of it out. Yeah, maybe. I hope. I'm not. hoping they don't, just because they've it's been made such a big deal. He did. He did a good job as Daredevil, and the uh, the other guy, what's his little uh, squishy partner's name? Foggy, he was he was good. That Fulton from Mighty Ducks. That Mighty Duck fuck. But man, the what's her face who played Karen? I just could not stand her. I couldn't stand her. And she's so true blood. Yeah, she's really beautiful. And and Karen Page, she's better. She's better in the Punisher series than she is in Daredevil. But in Daredevil, she's just always. Well, and I was gonna. She's say, always out of breath when she's talking. 
some of the writing. I think they kind of wrote oh, yeah. it a little bit poorly in in her character, at least in, in the show. I I really enjoyed the show, but you're right. I thought that they wrote her character kind of terrible. every time she was on. Every and time I'm like she I'm was the on, only I one out there that's not a fan of D'Onofrio's portrayal of the Kingpin. I think he did good, but I don't think it's like Marvel Studios good. Well, he did good. Compared to other kingpins in the past, wasn't John Travolta the kingpin at one point? No, no, <laughs> he's just, he was just a crime boss. <laughs> no, yeah, I think he's trying to be right. <laughs> when he did the Punisher thing, or they kind of played on it, and you're like, oh, this sucks. Um, I don't know, like, who else are you gonna have to play kingpin? Like, it's a oh tough character. I'm kingpin now, oh my god, <laughs> John Travolta's a kingpin. Right? No, but I mean, like, that's it. Like, at least they had somebody who could act do stuff like that. I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with the campaign. Now I, like I can them. picture, and I'm trying to I picture. <laughs> yes, what I'm saying is, at least they had somebody. I agree. I actually like the actor. I thought he did a decent job. What are you, what are you trying to picture, Kyle? It's fighting Spider-Man. Oh. <laughs> He's terrible in the Punisher movie, too. Like, I man, I don't. They did such a bad job, though. Like, the one thing I'll give the Marvel, um, the Marvel casting for the Netflix stuff, I really like the Cage casting. I like pretty much the Daredevil, including the guy from the Mighty Ducks. I didn't think that was bad either. I will agree with Greg. Fuck. I will agree with Greg on on her acting was not <clears throat> to par, and I don't think that was completely writing on that. Kingpin, what do you, I mean? What do you want to do? Who, who are you going to have do it? Didn't they? Who did they have play Kingpin in the Daredevil movie? Didn't they have somebody play Kingpin in the Daredevil movie? Yeah, did I was trying have... to think of his name. Um, He's dead. Didn't he pass away? Yeah. Yes, he did. He's pretty he's good. good. Yeah, get it. yeah the guy from the, yeah. Yeah, from the dude from the Green Mile, yeah. He was from uh, Sin City too, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, he was good, but like, you're not going to get a bunch of guys in Hollywood that are that big and you know imposing. I didn't mind those. I feel bad that I don't know his name. Oh, we've got supercomputers in our, our hands. Let me look it up real, real quick. I'm a flip phone kind of guy. Yeah. There it is. Thank you, Grizzle Gate, coming through with the facts again. Grizzle? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Yeah, it's coming. Michael okay. Clark Duncan. Yeah, but yeah, Michael Clark Duncan. That's who the guy was. All right. All right. Michael Clark Duncan. Um, let's see. Uh, the other thing that Kevin Feige said is that you could potentially see um, Jessica Jones make her return in the She Woman or She Hulk. She Woman. Jeez. She Hulk Disney Plus show. <laughs> um, you got the rumors that uh, Captain America himself, Chris Evans, was coming out of retirement and working on a deal to make another MCU f- appearance. And then he came out and said, That's news to me. So, right. <laughs> I think he's just doing that. He's just saying that shit. No, I don't I think don't. John Goodman would be a good kingpin, though. I don't think he would. I think I think that maybe I think maybe he might do cameos, but like I don't see him coming back. But if I was him, I would. What else are you gonna do? You, you I mean, your acting chops are Captain America and the guy from Losers that everybody forgets. Hey, you should, don't forget Scott Pilgrim. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, hey, don't forget okay. Scott Pilgrim. Just saying. Yeah, um, I get that. I, you know, the Jessica Jones thing's interesting, right? So I actually liked, 
obviously purple man was really good from that and then they tried to play it again and i was like eh, okay but wig and when they went into wig. was it defenders yeah it was when they went to defenders the what spin on wig the one what's her name the one character <laughs> she woman <laughs> what are you laughing at uh, she woman yours yeah. is worse than us um <laughs> The characters that played in Defenders, the two, the two women, and you Electra? had no, 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 no. You're the, talking about Kristen Ritter, who played Jessica Jones. No. So Jessica Jones, they introduced one of the characters that played in Defend, the two women squad that the one that loses the arm and the other. Oh, one, Misty Knight. Misty Knight, and who's Misty Knight, Knight, Sugar? Who's her partner? I got a robot arm. <laughs> uh, Danny DeVito as Miss as yeah. Misty Knight. <laughs> I got a robot Anyways, thought though thought they were better. She was terrible. Um, sweet. I Misty, just, quickly arm wrestle that perp. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out where you're going with that. You just said wig, and then <laughs> and wasn't, wasn't the partner? What was the partner's name to Misty Knight? What was the other? Oh, the Chinese chick. Yeah. Oh, what was her name? Wasn't it? Wig, wasn't her last name Wig? Wing, Wing, yeah, Wing, Thank you, Kali Wing. Thank you very and much. Yeah, yes, thank you. babbling tonight. Okay, Kali Wing. I thought those two were good. I mean, I think you could pick out certain people in it. You could pick out what's his name, uh, who played the Punisher, and use those people. It would be really. I think they should do that. Actually, I, you could tailor up some of the people. I'm not exactly sure. I want the woman who played Jessica Jones to come back, but. The rest of the you didn't like it? God, I thought she did a great job. Hmm. In fact, didn't I just see a rumor that she got confirmed for an appearance on something? Who? Yeah, she's supposedly coming back for episode. That's how this whole conversation started. But <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I, okay, um, but the big, the biggest one is that uh, Miles Morales. I, and I'm a little shocked by this that the most hated, one of the most hated storylines in Spider-Man: The Clone Saga, they're gonna recreate it and now involve Miles Morales, and where he's getting three of his very own clones to run amok through nice. Brooklyn. Nice. That's what we need is more. It's gonna clones. bring the the current run of <laughs> of Miles Morales that's been going on for the last few years to a close. That's um, awesome. I'm curious, Marco. How how do you feel about clones? Yeah, uh, I think my established my, my opinion on clones is well established. I think it's cheap, and they should stop doing anything that has anything to do with multiple clones. You get but one clone. Not, that's it. Not, didn't you really like the Palpatine clone situation? Isn't that one of your favorites? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. No. Don't like it at all. I really don't. I, I think it's cheap. I think they people could write stuff better than that. And we'll see what happens in Spider-Man. Uh, but yeah, I think that it it really is. I think you should come up with better storylines than having multiple clones of the same character. It kind of runs to the same. I know like all these stories are about the same thing, right? And you just kind of recycle. But the clone situation is like the cheapest way to do that. So no. You, like you do a lot of writing, Greg. What do you think about clones and how they do? I was just thinking that? about it. I was just thinking about it, how it's, yeah, it's all hackneyed and stuff, but I was thinking about how you could do it cool and the way you could do it is kind of make it, I always, 
I always turn the dials right down on everything first before I go crazy. I like lo-fi everything and then like slowly add elements. So you got clones, right? So then have a guy kind of like the Michael Keaton thing. Remember multiplicity? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have that kind of storyline, but like, but then start kind of just jacking up the dial a bit, right? Like maybe you make a, maybe you make a clone and that clone wants to kill you. Right. So then that clone runs away and you have this other you in the world that wants to kill you and you make another clone and you know, that clone's very successful, whatever. That sounds a lot. That sounds a lot like multiple man in X factor, which I really did enjoy. That was the one cloning thing I enjoyed. Like one's a priest and yeah, but not, not where he can just make something like, like he's actually gone out of his way originally found some technology you know, and did it in a hard way. Like it's it's really hard to produce the clones, and my there's there's so many. With, my hardest part with those was always, if you make a clone and now he wants to kill you, and he runs away, why do you make another clone? Like the first one went bad. It's like is is the top of this bright red oven stove hot? Ooh, it burned me. Maybe that's the last one he makes. It's still hot. Like I he, can do it better. I can do it better. Oh, yeah, I can do it better. I can make I can make myself better. Yeah. I can I can I can figure out how to live this, you know, do this forever kind of thing. Which is which is sad because I do like the multiple man clones because it's like he doesn't do it purposely and they turn out however they're going to turn out. I mean, sometimes he does, but like that type of clone I'm okay with. I'm just not okay with the like oh, we killed somebody. But they're a clone. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the Marvel nobody ever dies thing too. Like every once in a while it's okay. Somebody dies. We can get rid of it. Got a little bit of fat there. It's all right. Don't think people are really going to miss them. I don't know. That's just my- uh, well, a good a good time they did it in Marvel was uh, I can't remember. Was it, was it Mark Millar? But it was during the I think it was during Civil War where they cloned Thor. You remember? In the yeah, yeah, Thor, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Thor killed yes. the old giant man. Uh, that clone killed the old giant man, and then they—I can't remember how they ended up killing him. But then he was on the table, and he's all like split open, and they're doing like the autopsy. I thought they did that really well because it people were horrified that they had cloned Thor. Yeah, I mean yeah. that there is a good ways to do it. Most of these, but I'm just saying using it as a plot point to resurrect somebody or keep a storyline going for somebody that has been killed off or is disappeared for a while. I don't particularly like it for that um but there has been a couple instances where you're right i do i do enjoy it yeah and i mean the thing is it's just another way of getting those characters back into a different storyline it's just just a different way of resetting they do it again and again and again and again and again different ways it's just the clone one i think that one time they used it for spider-man it was ill-timed and went on way too long so everybody always remembers it and references it. Matt, can we move on to my favorite topic of Marvel? Interesting. Interesting stuff. What would you like to talk about your favorite topic about Marvel? Talk a little bit of the hottest book out there now. The hottest character of the 90s. The book that everybody wants and everybody has. Darkhawk. <clears throat> I mean, Turok? hey, look, if we can't do it, we can't do it. We can't do it. Did you we say Turok? No. Yeah, go, go ahead. Let's... Move on to to some Darkhawk. Wouldn't wouldn't Darkhawk be dead already? Didn't he have AIDS? <laughs> no, no. Um, well, so they redid his story. They redid his story a couple times with um, 
the original run, it's kind of interesting. So in Dark Hawk right now, they're going to bring him back again because they just have to re-sign the license and everything else. They're He's bringing born. back all the the three groups of people who wrote him before. So they're bringing back the original artist and they're bringing back the original writer to write him. Uh, then they're going to do bring back the artist and writer who did the War of Realms stuff where he crossed over to, to Nova and stuff like that. And then finally, they're going to have a new writer do a new storyline post post that. I mean, he they oh, brought Dark him. Hawk. Wait, I'm thinking which one am I thinking? Of I love Image? it. The biggest troll in comics is now. Remember, remember the one yeah. in Image Comics was it Jim Valentino had made yeah. that character? Is you're that ta- the- yeah? You're talking about yeah. You're talking about the Shadow other Hawk. Hawk. Yeah, Shadow Hawk. Shadow Hawk had AIDS, <laughs> not Dark Hawk. No, actually, yeah, okay. we have a couple. Uh, we got a couple <laughs> pictures to help out our friend Greg here about Dark Hawk, don't we? <laughs> Believe it or not, like this is what Kyle just said. He said the biggest troll in comics, and for years, for years, Dark Hawk, Dark Hawk was the biggest troll in Dark comics. Hawk. Dark Hawk, Dark Hawk was the biggest troll in comics. I, I think every, if you were in any group for years and years, people would always post these pictures of their haul videos and <laughs> be a running joke, like, "Oh, and I got first appearance of Dark Hawk." It was right up there with like uh, Night Watcher and stuff like that, and 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 Dark Hawk definitely took the championship for the most trolled picture of all time. The funny part about it is he does actually show up in Marvel Age uh, prior to this. You know the Marvel Age we've talked about before. It's a lot of preview type stuff. They'll usually give you a couple panels and everything like that in it. These books, because I heard this, I was like, yeah, I'll go check out what these books are going for. Huh. They're going for more more than a dollar. Going for more than a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Which surprises me, but they're bringing back. So they're bringing back uh, both the original artists and, you know, it's Danny on this and the original writer for this. They're going to bring them back. They're going to do like a short in it. Um, Then next slide, please, Matt. They're going to do probably one of my favorite little arc parts and something that I think we're going to see too after we see Secret Invasion because it ties in so well. They're going to do War of Kings. And in War of Kings, you know, in the first one, you get the first talent. Uh, which is the guy on the right at this point. And it, it changes around the back history of Dark Hawk a little bit. I just, there's something about the character and I know people would joke around about it, but there's just fans of this. It's very cultish. And I think people started reading it and they've always tried to, to, to drop this in. Either way, we're going to get a second iteration of this too. They're going to have him combining with Nova and combining with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Next slide, if you could, Matt. Oh, yeah, there is a variant in this, too. Uh, when it goes into Ascension, pretty cool variant there on the right. I like it. I have it, so I obviously like it. These books are pretty cheap, though. Uh, cool storyline, because I think War of Kings, Darkhawk, the little tie-in, is two. And Ascension's four, if I recall correctly. Now I'm going to have to go back and read them all. Next slide, if we could. Do know this. When you're out there dollar digging, go out and pick these books up just in case, because as we talked about earlier... Um, the first two books, the Marvel Age, which is really just a preview, is selling for a decent penny, and so is Dark Hawk One. This is Savage Steel first appearance there on four. He becomes like a bad guy in the beginning, like one of Dark Hawk's like focuses. Uh, a lot of tie-ins too, by the way, in the early parts of Dark Hawk ties in with Spider-Man, ties in with Punisher, uh, obviously ties in with the um, a couple of the other teams. Oh. Does with Power Pack 2 at one point because they formed the Losers, I think it is, or something like The Loners. Ties in with them. Uh, 
But you get to see him first there in four. Then we've got, is that six? Six, which is a very interesting one because technically it's Portal. Portal originally shows up in Avengers. Four, five, and eight, sir. 305. Oh, so fives. Yeah, Portal's five. Sorry. Uh, Avengers 304. 304. Avengers 304, but they don't name him. He actually becomes a reoccurring bad guy. I will say Savage Steel becomes a good guy later on in Dark Horse Legend. And then you've got Lodestone. It's really easy to remember these copies because they literally put their names on the front of them. So when you see these for 50 cents in the 50 cent bin, I'm not saying pick them all up, but if you see a new stand and they look in pretty good condition, you might. Also, a uh, real interesting fact, number five, I don't know if we have a picture of this, has a reprint. It was a J.C. Penney's reprint. Yeah, there we go. You'll notice in the bottom corner where they have the Spider-Man 30 uh, in the little mark where the UPC might be. You see it there, the 30th mm -hmm. or that? You can only order this through the JCP catalog. This already for collectors of rare variants. I mean, look, dude, I think it's like a $10, $20 book. Not saying, but when you're digging through these bins, if you see it, it's more than a dollar. Pick it up, put it in a, a little uh, bagging board. You never know what can happen. Or in five years, you can curse me out and be like, I bought that book for 50 cents. That Fucking idiot on the show said, pick that up because you could get it out of a JC Penny catalog. Uh, either way, I'd appreciate that because that would mean you were listening to what I said and remembered it. And I wouldn't listen to anything I said. So uh, <laughs> I think that's it. I think we just covered. Oh, so these are the new books. Two cool covers. The first one is in Hockley. It's gonna. It sounds like it's going to be like a three-part story in it. I really like it. I'm going to pick it up. I pick up all the stuff. Even the Marvel now, when they did the Dark Hawk one shot, I read that. Wasn't so good. Um, and then they do have a variant that obviously has Nova and Star Lord in it. I guess if you were considering what might happen after, you know, we just talked about how they already have like five years planned out. What's going to be the next event after Secret War? An easy way to tie in such things as, I don't know, maybe a certain Summers brother that we haven't heard from yet in Avengers and X-Men in space with a couple space people crossing over like guardians of the galaxy and Nova war of realms would be a great way to do that uh, right after secret invasion. So it would be a Nile. Um, so, you know, a little bit of dark Hawk. I, look, I like it. I know it's niche. Don't go buy a thousand copies of this. It's not good spec, but if you see it for 50 cents or if you pick it up, on LCS day, go ahead and do it. Uh, I'm going to buy the variant, obviously, because I'm a hover for this stuff. But um, yeah, biggest troll in Marvel finally got his day, I guess. Yes, Kyle? Yes, Kyle. <laughs> finally. Yeah, right? I love it. Yeah, he's right. He, By the way, he's 100% right with that. It's going to be dead spec in, again. Yeah, <laughs> they rebooted it. That's back again. That is, that's the cycle of Darkhawk. It's like every 10 years they start coming out. I will say it's intriguing because the original Darkhawk series did run about 50 and I think had three or four annuals, which is a pretty decent run um, for a one-off character that did a lot of team-ups and stuff. Uh, but whatever. I mean, people I like really it. bought that Darkhawk Penny variant. Ooh, I think it was 100. I think, I think there was a lot of moms probably ordering it for kids. I'm trying to not be negative right now. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, Great, go, go ahead. ahead. Feel free. Hey, Talk. look, dude. I, hey, Darkhawk's the best troll <laughs> in the world, dude. I look just because I like him doesn't mean that everybody has to. Go ahead. I like it. <laughs> no, man. Different strokes for different folks. It's just I clearly, clearly remember 
like when you put that number one up, I I just remember being at it was like grade nine. I was going to school called Minnetonka, and there was a Seven Eleven right by the bus stop, you know. And so every day after school, I'd go through that Seven Eleven, look at the comic books on the rack. Dark Hawk was there, and I remember seeing that, and that was like new. That was the same time as like New Mutant started, like that that era, right? And I remember seeing that book and being like, "This is the lamest shit." <laughs> really? I really God, remember. he had that little pindly claw. He had the claw, the Wolverine. Right? It's like, why, why do you have one little pindly? It wasn't even that, like a, like it wasn't like a Wolverine claw. It was like just like, like a little <laughs> zip line thing. And I was just like, what? And then like he had like that gem. He's like, I'm dark. <laughs> oh no, he wasn't even. You know, I was just like, you forget this. They're waiting bomb. for the bus, right? Like, oh. You do have yeah. to remember that some bum told him his name should be Darkhawk, which later on in the arc turned out to be like some big bad guy. But it really was like some hobo on the street. It wasn't even, it was a homeless person on the street that kind of came up and was like, yeah, you should be Darkhawk. Because he wasn't even calling himself Darkhawk. I can't remember what he called himself originally, but it wasn't Darkhawk. Look, I, I was probably around the same age and I thought it was kind of cool because I love space at the time. And I was like, oh, cool. Marvel's going to space. Different, like I said, different. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. But like, it did become. Hey, how's your anus doing? But Greg, I mean, you can talk to Kyle about this. Kyle can fill us in. I'm not sure you know, like how the cult, like it's like one of those jokes where it was so, it's so bad, right? Jinko <laughs> jeans and a cover of Darkhawk, please. <laughs> Kyle, so how do you explain it? Like it's so bad that for years it just became. If if you are in any of the face. Like any of the Facebook comic groups, the buy sell trade groups, it just became the thing where everybody was asking for it. Anytime that there was any discussion, any it didn't matter what the fuck you were talking about. Hey, we fucking did you see that new variant? No, but I got Dark Hawk number one. And then everyone would be like posting these pictures and yep. it just and then like I just I remember the first time somebody was at a con and it was on one of the vendors had it on the wall for like $19 and they took a picture of it. Cause it was, look at this. Ha ha ha. Dark Hawk. It's on the wall. Like, like it made it to the wall and everybody was so proud of themselves, but it didn't matter what group or what chat you were in on these Facebook combo groups. Dark Hawk was there forever. Still, <laughs> I still see it on on IG all the time. It was it, it was like one of those pictures. Look at what I found a, a number one. Yeah, but it was kind of like the best means. So like somebody would go like, "Oh, look at this haul about to show pictures," and they go, "This is what you got," and then it'd come up as a Dark Hawk. You know, people would troll <laughs> people would like, "Oh yeah, I bet you got a whole box full of Dark Hawk ones." And it was funny, and it would go. It was. It's been years. That thing has been going on, and it really was funny. And then all of a sudden, I'm like Kyle, like. I think I got a whole kind of like, did you just see somebody post a dark hawk one for and I look, um I'm not saying I don't buy dark hawk ones because I do uh for 50 cents or a dollar. Uh but yeah, I'll sell that for 20 bucks next show. I don't I'm no shame in my game. It's not that good of a look, but I still love it. Still to, like I even see people now they post please no dark hawk comments. <laughs> like it's like it's become like a like a asterisk like in like a small I'm going to write my retirement fund is comprised of five dark hawk number ones minus two 
<laughs> it's, it's no Turok number one, but I mean, it's it's right there. They're neck and neck. <laughs> Your Turok <laughs> jokes were originally uh, Dark Hawk jokes, but just done better, dude. Like Dark Hawk, what <laughs> what invite just said down there is like that's it. Like that's, that's it. how the jokes were going, man. It yeah, has been oh, yeah. so long that it's hilarious. Yeah. Anyways, well, that's it. So there's your there's your fifty cent. Uh, hate me later because you bought it for fifty cents and you can only sell it for fifty cents in five years. But there you go. That's why y'all come here, right? You don't want to be like me and and coming from your mom's basement and I don't want that black fridge anymore. I want that stainless steel fridge, right? That's why we all come to tales from the flip side. So, but a man yeah. who's got no shame in his game and is having one heck of a week is Greg here, who just released his second version oh, of rascals i wish i would have got me. that there you go rascals too why don't you go ahead and uh tell us a little bit about what, i was just, what, I was just saying, oh yeah so uh that's the book we fulfilled it it's being mailed out it's Not interesting style. i know you haven't got yours but uh there's other other people we've mailed out and it's in they're in the same town and same thing like Somebody got it. Somebody didn't. I think it's the postal service right now. To your mom's basement, Matt. I know it's it's going all haywire. It's in the mail. So yeah, but it did did good. Um, fulfilled the campaign. We're pre-launching book two proper, probably tomorrow, um, and then in February we'll we will start uh, the campaign for book two proper, and then for book three. Uh, Kurt is already done. Yeah, the pencils, pretty much uh, for half of the book. And we are Just in the book three. You are in book three. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You're so in book excited. three. I'm so excited about that. I wish Matt. Can we? Can we show that off? Is that cool? Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. It's up to Greg if he's okay with us showing it off. Definitely. Yeah. Wait. Do you still have copies of this? Because now I need to. How much do you want? Hundred bucks. Give me his address. I'm sending you a hundred bucks so I can get two copies of this book because of this art here. No, no, that's book three coming out. That'll oh, that'll yeah. be that'll be out uh, February, March, April. Probably be out in June or July. Jeez. Is is book three? Yeah, and book book two will be out for sale in February. And we'll be so doing. You put up book the book. Yeah. You're gonna make us wait that long for this. Yeah, so we are in it. We have been traveling, no, Greg, for a long time. Yeah. Put the back up. What? What? This, this, this is a a page from uh, the story Ghost Burrito, um, in, in book three, the first story in book three. Book three is two stories. The first story is about uh, Tony and Max, and the the second story is about uh, Alana and Rosie. Uh, two very different. Hmm? What is Ch why why Chandler? I have no idea. Do you think we're from Chandler? No idea. <laughs> All he's, right. He's hiding where your location is. You ah. should ask him. <laughs> I like. Thank I you love for it. not putting that. We live in Phoenix. <laughs> I love it. Looks good. No, it's awesome. I can't wait. Cool. So, like, I I can literally write off. I could scratch out one line of my bucket list now. Yeah, you're in a comic in, book. In a comic book, like that's. Yep. Thank you for all the support. You know, it was it was a no brainer. Uh, Kurt Kurt enjoyed doing it. Um, yeah, and he's an amazing artist. You should see that if if you can show the other pages too. 
Matt, um, that these are the color pages from book two proper. So the guy, so, yeah. So look at that. Wow. The pops, it's, man. That's sweet. I know it's crazy. Right. And if you can, you, you know, if you remember what, what we were just showing the artist edition, all you can do the comparison, right? You can, you can look at that page where it was just his bare pencils and showing where the light source is compared to this. This is sick. He's he's really really talented, and um, yeah, when the color comes on, it's it's ridiculous. I I think maybe there's a page coming up. Um, if you can flick the page, uh, yeah, here we go. So cool, the first appearance of Kyle. <laughs> Thank you, Dwayne. That's you. You can write in to CGC. You know when you when you submit your your book to get it graded, you can ask for that on the label. So then they're they're in the plane, so cool. they're going to Baylor. Uh yeah, just man, if you look at the rat how they're wet. Um, coffee. Yeah, it looks fantastic. I think he means in the in the comic, why is he drinking coffee instead oh. of bullet? I thought, you know what? Honestly, I thought the same exact thing. Should yeah. I have like, a little bottle of booze? Not in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, this is an all ages book. <laughs> Can't it should have been, at least, been at least been a flask then. A flask? No, that's even too leading. <laughs> but if you could flick the page, there's, there's, yes, in. you're right, Tech. So there's coffee in there's, there's bullet in the coffee cup. It's got a little Irish bags. cream mixed in it. No big deal. Little Bailey's. You're good to go. That's the banshee. Uh, that's the villain or the the antagonist in the. In the second book, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, uh, the color is really good. I really like his use of color. He's oh, it's crazy, right? Yeah, he just he really has great contrast. Even with yeah, like those last pages, there was a lot of purple, but even the purple on top of the purple separated well. You know what I mean? Like it played on upon each other and really popped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and how he's using the lighting effects. Um, you know, it, it was a stylistic thing that we agreed on before where it was green, that, that glowing green yeah. uh -huh. is kind of going to be the cue. You know how, um, when you're setting up something, you always have those properties. Like when Psylocke uses her, her Psy abilities, right? Sure. She gets like the, the butterfly, the pink butterfly. You always want to make those visual cues. And it's interesting how fast people, uh, readers, users whatever you want to call them of the media they clue into those things right like you've been trained your whole life to be like oh what's the what's the visual cue for this so that i my brain doesn't have to think about it anymore right, right. so like green when you see green then you know oh it's the supernatural's present something's happening yeah it's got that thing about the first appearance of kyle that's awesome yeah Nah, that's cool. I like it. Well, I like yeah. it. I like that a lot. Yeah, it looks great, man. This is cool, man. Like to know somebody who's doing this and looking at, like look at how I know it sounds weird, but I have obviously I have a hard time even speaking and articulating myself. I can't draw worth anything or come up with a story or any of that type of stuff. So like to see something like this be produced and get the page by page panel and the breakdown of it is amazing. Like it's yeah, it's really awesome. cool. And to see how good the quality is in this, it's just it's it's awesome, man. I really, I think. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a professional thing, <laughs> you know. We. No, 
I know, I know, it sounds bad what I'm saying. But no. <laughs> no, I, hey, hey, good job, stand up. You know, but, li- but, Line- but Linefeld's supposed to be a professional too, and this shit looks terrible. So uh, you like, settle down over there, Roethlisberger. It's, right? it's, you know, in, you know, for the for the crowdfunded market, yeah, Rascal yeah. is is kind of like a level up, right? Yeah. So, what, yeah, I understand completely. Thank you for uh, articulating that better than I did. <laughs> It's well, really clear yeah. what's going on here. There's no word bubbles, and still the articulation of of movement and and facial expression is still very much, you know, conveying the story. Okay, but well. yeah, exactly. But it's, we get that very, very in a special way, right? Like the last one showed you how basically how this was made. Yeah. So, you know, in 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 what would be modern ways of writing a comic book i would write every panel so it'd be like page whatever panel the banshee floats in the middle of the forest right panel two alana holds her bag and you know tony and and rosie are hiding in the bush telling her to go you know that's what it would be that's not how this was made this was made with me writing a story and then kurt because he's a storyteller too right he's an amazing artist he's amazing cartoonist and he does have a way of giving people character, right? Mm-hmm. Visually, he's telling the story. So he interprets my story yeah. and lays it all out. And then I come back to it and I put the dialogue on top of it. Can can I be like actually like a demon and I try to sell them the 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 devil pick at the crossroads to help them become famous? And then you know. <laughs> And they actually turn it down because they do, they they realize that I'm a demon and I'm trying to to get their souls. Yeah, and when we do issue a hundred, we'll do a special "What if," and and that'll be it. Like, what if they hadn't beat the demon on the crossroads? There's just all Kyle to be like, look, I'm not good. I'm not happy with this cameo. I need I need more. I know. All I need more. <laughs> a villain. I need to have a story. I need. Can to you put my face on a T-shirt? Yeah, that's the real question. It faces on a t-shirt already. It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we need these faces on a t-shirt though. This is pretty good. I I it really do. Really cool. You know, I've seen it before exactly like how Greg was describing it, how the the process works. You can buy original pieces even if you've gone back and watched how some people have tried to sketch it out for the artist before or tell the storyline and just like this is amazing. So you just wrote down like paragraph form almost or storytelling form and then he just sketched it off of Yeah, I wrote a I wrote a short story. <laughs> That's how we do it, yeah. And then and then he bangs it out, sketches it all out, and I go back, hmm. and I put dialogue on it. Dude, that's, that's <laughs> so, so that way, it's a good story first, and then he interprets it his way, and then when I go back and I put dialogue on it, the characters really come alive because they're telling a story visually and the dialogue. That's good. Sorry, we're not laughing at you. Somebody said something in the comments that we cannot post. Um, and yeah, okay. No, no, that's really good. It, it, that's that's a hard method. And hey, I really cool. and can we do that? Like Jamie just got a good point. When issue three does come out, can I sign it for people? Oh, dude, that's cool. Like, I mean, if you were lucky enough to get if you buy it. The, the, <laughs> the artist edition, it's got Greg's scripts. Right in the back of it. Right there. Yeah. That's exactly that's exactly it. In the artist edition, we show the the exact process of making it because we it's it's I've been telling people, uh, you know, 
for two campaigns now, but the reason why we get this depth um, and why it looks and reads so good is because of how we're doing it. We're not doing it in a, in a modern way. We're doing it in the very old way, the same way Stan and Jack did when they were making all these huge properties. Yep. We're doing it the same way. We're just concentrating on having a really good story first. Yeah, so are I, you doing another campaign now? Uh, yeah, we got another one. Yeah, we're pre-launching one probably tomorrow for for this book, which is book two in color. Um, you know, so it the the one we just did was this book, but it was the artist edition, so it's all just the pencils. You know, and color tests, right? You get the story, you can re read the whole story, but there's only ever going to be a hundred of those. So it's that's it's why a, I haven't got one in the mail yet. It should be there any day, man. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I was kind of saying. I mean, I hate to bring it up, but I keep forgetting that there are newer people too that don't understand the Stan and Jack thing. And there was a big backlash about who created what character, why it would go. And when you're telling the way that you're doing it, that's exactly what I thought was. Like if you started looking at the 90s, that wasn't quite how they were doing it so much. But when you go back to the era of Stan and Jack, and even Stan, Ditko, and a couple other people, that's what Stan's method was. He would dictate or he would write down what his plan was tell you the whole story and then you get this the art correct from somebody yeah because he was he the only reason he did that was because he was doing like eight books at the same time is on, on a monthly schedule you can't write eight scripts you can't do it in a month which, which is why i'll always argue when people uh, i think donny cates will uh argue with you a little bit he'll be doing it the same way yeah, it's absolutely. it's you physically don't have the time yeah, yeah that's where i always yeah. argue when people argue about um some of the artists back then and how they were doing it, including the Marvel way and stuff like that. Like they criticize, Oh, well he didn't finish off a finger or he didn't color in this or that or whatever. And you don't understand like Kirby was doing for that month. What six. I mean, he was doing the whole month of books, not all yeah, every single book, obviously, but th there's no way, especially back then when you didn't have digital, you couldn't do it. No, his art was way better. You just have to understand that sometimes when you're getting to the interiors, yes, he had a shortcut stuff because how many books do you have to produce that month? And how many did you have to do it longhand too? I mean, it's tough, but mm -hmm. I got off my soapbox. I'll get back on later. We got a, a question in the chat. Where can we find Greg's book again? So Brandon, um, you can find it uh, uh, in February. It'll be launched properly. It'll be Rascal's book two, Song of the Banshee. Uh, we'll be selling uh, book this book, book two proper and book one. Um and then we'll have more original artwork going. Um, but yeah, you'll be able to catch up uh, in February. We're pre-launching the page. It's on Indiegogo, uh, top quality. And uh, yeah, I think people are having a really good time with it. It, it just, awesome. Yeah, it just, feel, it just feels like something in, in this year coming up, like Kurt and I have been talking about. It's like we have this momentum now. And we know how to do this now, and we're getting more comfortable with it. So we're going to start doing other things with it. Yeah. Yeah, and nice. you get all kinds of uh, cool stuff with the the book when you buy it. You get a little sketch card, mm -hmm. like that one there. Was it wrong? Stickers, all kinds of good stuff with with the book. So it's definitely worth the value. What What is yeah. this run? Was this run here for the for the one that Kyle and the Matt, Matt are in? Uh, that's number three. That's oh, it's not out yet. Yeah, no, that's, that yeah, won't be out until July. Okay, yeah. this, is what, this is what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to order. Dude, he killed us, dude. I know. This is why. I'm going to order. I promise everybody in the chat, I'm ordering a couple of these. I'm going to get Matt and Kyle to sign them. <clears throat> and Greg, of course. Greg, of course. Get you guys to sign them. And then we're going to do a little giveaway with these because these are just – well, I'm keeping one for myself after this. Thing. <laughs> we'll give the other one away. I, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I want to know what I'm saying that I got a coffee cup and my hand up in the air. Like, like what can I be saying to them? Like, why is it, why is it this fucking right? whiskey? Why, why is it this whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? You're getting into those hard secrets. They nailed Kyle. Nailed Kyle. <laughs> They nail both of you, Matt. Matt, Matt, pick your head up real quick. What? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, I look, I look yep. a little. Yep. No, nah, he got you, dude. He got you. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'll go. Oh, you guys ran. I was gonna say, I look, I look a little. I look uh, a little simple, Jack. But you know, it's all good. Nah, dude. <laughs> good, man. Uh-huh. He got you, dude. You look good. I think I think that looks like you. I think, I think he got up. both you guys. It's good stuff. Yeah. I, I want I want just that page. I want that page so I can <laughs> I want the original page have too. it. Yeah, have it signed and, and frame that thing and hang it on the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How much does that could cost? We need to get a variant yeah. cover. That's yes. we we need a variant cover for this. Yes. What we yeah. want to do is we want to do something where it's we have those blank covers, so that when we're at a convention, Kurt can just be there, and just like, like, all day, just like making, making sketches on the covers. <laughs> Dude, it's so cool. I'm, you sent that to me today, and I was like, holy fucking shit! I just <laughs> laughed my ass off. I was so excited. I, it's it's fucking great. Hey, can yeah. we? Hey, can somebody quick do a scroll or a link or something for this? Is there a way we can link this out here? I, I, this is honestly amazing. I'm in love with this here. I know, uh, Dwayne. Nothing to link, man. This is a preview. This is a preview just for you guys. I know, but we have to yeah. link your. We have to link your here, whatever thing you go so that we can get ready. Because I be have back. a feeling. I'll I'll be I'll be back for February when we launch better. if that's okay with you, you guys. Yeah, Always. And then we'll we'll you know we'll be able to go through all the page and everything again. But um, yeah, this is just a little preview because you know I, lo- I love you guys. This is this is my show. That's awesome. um, um, I, I want so the same out. thing that Jamie has. If you guys can put Jamie's comment up. What is Jamie's comment? You know I'm not. Uh, there it you. is. That's yeah. what I want too. Kyle writing unicorn. Oh my gosh, that's gonna be awesome! Oh, I'm so excited. There's your variant, dude. I'm so excited. Like, (laughs) more excited now. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Hey, I have to apparently go check a thumbnail. I'll be right back in a second. All right. Dead, Deadpool style. (laughs) No, that's cool. I love it. That's awesome. I, I, you could probably do a short run of th- that page that you know that they're on and uh number them and, and auction them off so now you and actually have a a spin-off comic that you can do <laughs> the adventures of kyle and matt you're just like running from a bird in the desert just like what's gonna happen? It's Jose. 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 We're tooting. He's, like, like, he's like, he's like, just chasing you through the drunk. desert. 
just <laughs> just drunk Kyle and uh, crazy Matt running from getting chased down from a uh, a road runner from a dark road, hog. road runner <laughs> a dark hog with a claw like with my claw I'm gonna catch you Roy Laven we tag team in a cage in a cage match against a scorpion and a black widow as two squirrels. That's oh, dude, we can make it. It could be a wrestling ep- a wrestling issue. Yep. Oh man, we're writing it for you, Greg. It's it's so easy. It's just like money in your pocket. <laughs> it's, right it's, here. We're like a muse for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like all your ideas are just stupid. You're just stupid. <laughs> stop talking. Next this, next else. episode, you guys come on. You guys both need to come on though. Kurt would rather hang himself than have these conversations. I know. <laughs> we we found that out the last time we interviewed him. Yes, a javelina. He, he just he, he's a super nice guy in person, but yeah, he's like, I have no interest in doing that. Like I was like, okay, I like talking about stuff, so uh it's no problem for me. But yeah, he would just rather draw. Kyle needs to be riding Havelina through the desert, not a unicorn. But the spinoff is the but every Variant that I'm on, I need to have a bottle of booze in my hand <laughs> or a flask, at least a flask. I like how you're running with this. This is this is interesting. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm giving you ideas. A squirrel with a bottle of booze in his hand. That's what you've given me so far. I'm just waiting for Greg to go. No, I, I know. Uh, I know you think it's like like this. I'm giving him money. It's gold. The squirrel with booze. It's gold, dude. It's it's gold. Like I got, you, I got. You I got just this today. I can't wait to read this. What's that? The scumbag. Yeah, that looks like the best character ever. Not as cool as a drunk squirrel. <laughs> Not as cool as a drunk squirrel. Yeah. I yeah. I finally went to the comic book last week. I went to the comic book shop, and I I was really disappointed. There was just a couple things that I liked. Because you know I haven't been able to do that really right in Japan, and then uh, this week I went and I was like, oh, I I only got three books, but all three books I've been like super stoked about. <laughs> That'd be awesome too. Oh my god, we could be ninja squirrels. Ninja squirrels, yeah. Dude, we can Radio host by day, ninja squirrels by night. Yeah, we could be. <laughs> it requires none squirrels. of your ideas. <laughs> <laughs> None of your ideas. <laughs> well, so fire. saying you've been to the, you went to the comic store. Are you reading any uh, DC stuff in the future state? Oh God, no. Oh God, no. He says. Oh God, no. No, no, no. I looked at that wall today. I was like, oh, fuck. Does, like that the only- look like it's fifty years in the future? No, like, the only thing that looked cool was the Batman, where he's like got some ghost guy or whatever. As that a writer, was, how do you feel about all this this future state and what DC's coming out with and what they're doing? I, I mean, do you look at it and, and shy away, or do you go, well, you know, I get it. It's writing's not easy, and and maybe I'll peruse one or two. No, no, I you know I tried it last week. I got uh, Eternals uh, number one. I got uh, something else by this company. I love this company. Oh, future State Books. It's called AWA Upshot. 
Have you heard of that? Uh, this one? Have you heard of this? I have. Oh my gosh, it's it's so awesome, guys. Show it again. What is it? There was one the last one I got was this one, which was uh JM Straczynski and uh CP Smith and the colorist on this book is Snakebite, the guy who did the the Red Star books. And I got this and that was the best one from last week. And then this one I got this week is amazing too. And it turns out Axel Alonso is the editor in chief and Bill Jemess is the CEO. Hmm. And it's and it's got all these like crazy talented people working on these books, man. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? This is amazing stuff. So yeah, I'd heard about it and I had not heard anybody reading it or anything. Look at that, eh? How, look at that cover. Right? I got that. A I got this. With a machine gun is badass. And I got this from Heavy Metal. Looks amazing. But the I looked at the DC wall and I was like, no, man. Like even if I was a kid, I'd just be like, I, this is imperceptible to me. And it was, and it was the only thing I could track back from what I was seeing on the wall was that Batman because the covers were like kind of telling a story from like, I think it's at one Oh six now from whatever. It looked really cool. There was like this white ninja guy or something. But other than that, I was like, nah, I just, Nope, just gonna keep walking. Yeah, keep walking and go find interesting things. Go find new ideas and I'll be honest, there was a couple interesting future state books this week. There was actually some good ones. Are we gonna get into it, Matt? Let's do it. Well, yeah. hey, first before we can do that, let's promo. Hey, feel free to send in uh to send in your videos and uh if they're good enough, they'll definitely play them out here. I think you guys have found a replacement for me, apparently. Somebody's trying to get in with it. So, hey, do remember, if you keep a little clip, any show that you like, uh, if you send in the clip to whoever is the showrunner on that, they will be more than happy to put your clip up or invite you. We do have Jedi Johnson. He will be on in two weeks for the uh, Star Wars show. Thank you very much. All right, go ahead. Sorry. No so clips of what? Yeah, feel free to just interrupt our show to plug yours anytime. You I, will, I will. I will. No what? No problem. Clip, this guy's going to replace me. He's got the good stuff, man. You know, he'll do a little promo. He'll throw you out something, kind of like we did on the uh, year-end review. Little clips of that. Yeah, Brandon, Absolutely. send us a clip so we can replace you with Mar with Marco with you. I don't even know. And, and I, would love to, I would love to see other people's future state. Like, if you guys could send us a cool clip of a, a review of a book, that would be awesome. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. I wasn't joking. Absolutely. Like that would be cool. Cause I'd like to see, you know, I'd like to see other people's views on shit. That'd be cool. I already know these guys is right here. Yeah. I was waiting to even think about picking up teen Titans. That's the only one that I would remotely be interested in. And it, dude, I'm they, waiting they to fucking hear... killed teen Titans. Did they fucking dude? It was on point. What was the Robin book you guys made me read? I actually Robin Eternal. Robin Eternal. As somebody who doesn't read Batman titles, I actually thought that was decent because they did a lot of good things in that book. If you want, when I read Teen Titans, I know everybody's yelling about it. Obviously, I picked up a couple copies of it, but like I couldn't get into it. You know what I mean? I think it was too much. Like I kept asking who people were and what was going on. I didn't even understand a lot of these people. Um, but when I read the they Robin, had a lot of new characters in it, though. 
Is that what it was? It felt like they were saying inside jokes that I just wasn't going to get, which is fine. I mean, but that's kind of why I've had the problem all the time with DC books is like, especially the Batman ones, you have to know like how many Robins there is. Like, I don't care how many Robins there are. I don't care that they change. Like, just introduce me. If you're going to roll out a new product, introduce it so that we can. So I feel like Teen Titans was more of the DC product for teen, for DC fans, where the Robin book, I, I enjoyed it. They explained everything. The Lazarus Pit, like uh, just everything. The Robin that was there, the whole nine yards. I thought it was pretty good, to be honest with you. Can we can we get some love for old Tim Drake who just can't seem to get out of the shadow of the Robin moniker? He, he can't. It's he's stuck there. It's just the way it is. I mean, like, it's not horrible, but yeah. He's yeah, Robin and he's Red Robin, and then he's back Whatever. to being Robin and so Drake, who is, whatever else he went by. So who's the guy in prison? Is he a guy that's not a student, but he was trying to I I have so many questions about the Teen Titan book that I just don't even know. So we don't know who the guy in prison is yet. Okay. But so he was an adult and trying to save a, a person who was in the school that the Robin guy was teaching. Is that what was happening there? I know this is going to sound terrible, but whatever. I don't care. Um, so in that Teen Titan book, they were doing flashbacks, right? This is what was happening. Yes. Yeah. If you're going between current, which I think we found a pretty good article about the year that Teen Titans takes place. So there's a little bit of controversy that we're addressing that I wasn't a hundred percent sure on the years of when future state was taking place. And I think yeah. we found a pretty good timeline of all the years the future state has taken place. So it's a bunch of different years, right? It's or a not. bunch of different years. Okay. Okay. So when, but there's a part. Yeah, anything from like four years to like more than 50. Oh, wow. That's not, that's not confusing at all. That really that's isn't. Well, we have it. Do you have that, Matt? Yeah, I have the timeline up. So let's, let's do a quick timeline real quick. Okay. Just so we can make it abundantly clear. Yeah. So, but the question I have is, wasn't the Red X character who seems to be an adult, even in the flashback, right? There's a portal and he says, I'm going to, something to the effect of like, I'm not going to let you do that to one of the students. And I assume the student was in the portal. So my question is this, a lot of people want the Damien character to be in that book. Would Damien's age at that point be old enough to not be one of the students and he'd be an adult that could uh, be go against the Titans at the point. So on the Teen Titans timeline for Future State, it is since Matt's not pulling it up. It's um, I have it up. Hold on a second. It's it's further in the future, so it could be so twenty twenty seven. Is when um, Future State Teen Titans is taking place, which could put Damien older. He will be what? A young, I mean, he he's an adult by then. Yeah, hundred percent, bro. What's up, guys? I just wanted. I, I'm so glad I'm jumped in right at this time because I am so stoked for this. This is great. Oh, I have tons of questions, Brian. Hey, where, I, did, where do people send the videos? 
Tales from the Flipside at Gmail, Tales from the Flipside channel at gmail.com. Or you guys can just tag uh, at Tales from the Flipside or hashtag MCM uh, on on um, IG with the videos. Yeah, so I have so many questions. There's one scene that I have a, a question in particular about. There's a scene where you see an adult in the uh, Red X mask and there is a student apparently in some type of warp type thing. And he says, I'm not going to let you do this to one of my students. And you see the rest of what I assume is the Titans who were the teachers at that point. Uh-huh. So Damien can be that age. He can be an adult at that yes. point. Correct? This is what I'm thinking, right? And I'm hoping to God it's Damien. They're setting it up so perfect to be Damien. If they don't, if it's not Damien, I'm going to be so pissed. I really am because – the way that they um, showed that part with uh, Damien and he's screaming at the other Titans. He's like, I'm not going to let you do this. You know, you're going to hurt my my student, like you said, Marco. So there must have been some student in that cocoon and they had to go after that for something or they thought they were going to do something with that Dial H uh, for yeah, Heroes thing. For I love how they're bringing that back into the fold. That's great. If you guys also DC heads also, know about yeah. Dial H for Heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cool part that I really loved is when – and tell me if I'm right because this is how I'm understanding it too. There was also a point where Raven, who's an adult, looked badass. She's talking to somebody at present time, right? Because what you're talking about, Marco, was a was a flashback right. yep. to, yep. for like five years ago or two years before the present time in the comic. I got confused because I didn't see numbers, but yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that, you know, not too long ago when Red X was was part of the team and this and that. Or, or Red X maybe had a separate team that he was training, and they tried. They they like like Dick says they kept on trying to um, change. Uh, they kept on trying to <laughs> reform the team, and it never worked. Right? The, it never yeah. it never worked. Them reforming the team. So there's that part where where Raven 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 Jesus Raven is talking to <laughs> Star Wars always on the brain. Right. Raven is talking to somebody in in like a, a some type of prison system thing that's damien right that's damien that's gotta yeah. be damien and and then when dick breaks him out he he's like okay now we need to do it like you originally thought no more no more playing around no more trying to be team buddies that's gotta be damien if they if they fuck this up and it's not damien i'd be so pissed and i know that there's um somebody sent me some pictures of the new uh robin series and and they show robin and his his new getup but i don't care i don't even want to think about that right now because this co- this issue one was so good for me. I'm a huge Titans fan from when the the times that they're going back to. I love that Dick and Corey are together again. What up, newbie? I love that uh, Dick and Corey are are back together again, and they're and they show that. And I love how like Corey's like uh, you know the lead of the team. I just I love it. I love the um the beast uh, beast boy and cyborg stuff. Cybeast. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was weird. I didn't understand. I, I I cannot wait for them to backstory that or refill it because, like, so obviously something, some bullshit, something went down. Yeah, and, well, and they haven't actually explained it yet. So, well, I've got that new series, Titans Academy, coming out, spawning out of Future State. It almost feels very much like they're going to go backwards and explain all of this leading up to the Future State issue one in that Titans Academy. You're gonna see why Red X is in jail, and because it, it's got flashbacks, so you see him at a party for Dick and all the other students, and that's where <laughs> <laughs> and like, 
Red X shows up and he well, you know, Red X doesn't show up at that party. Him. No, but one of his students gives him the Red X mask and well, he acknowledges no, that right? he was Red X. At well, one I don't know if the student gave, gave it to him. Starfire and gave it to two. Well, they no, thought it was a student, but they kind of made it seem like we don't know who put this in here. Like, and then it almost seemed like maybe Damien was kind of bringing it up. You know what I mean? And they, by them saying, "Hey, we don't know who put this here," and then when they go back to that scene that you were talking about, Marco, and Damien goes, "I wear," or he was telling Dick, I think it was in that scene when he had the the guy in the cocoon, where he's like, "I wear the mask, you know, because it meant something. It meant yeah. something when you know the Teen Titans were dead, and that's how they're dead." And then Nick, and then at the end when Grayson, you know, puts on the the Deathstroke mask, and he's you know, like time to do it again. Like that's why he's wearing the Deathstroke mask because now he's got to think more like Deathstroke. And it was kind of weird. The only weird things was how like Corey was talking to him about like, are you going back to being Nightwing? That was kind of confusing to me. I didn't understand mm-hmm. that part. Well, um, I I think Dick is because this all these Future State stuff spawns out of Death Metal and the new universe that Death Metal created. And I think it's this is a universe where Dick has taken up a new mentor, and that's why he's he's wearing the the Slade Wilson stuff. He's wearing the Deathstroke stuff because he's got the Deathstroke mask and he's mm-hmm. taking up that that new moniker and he's got that new mentor and it's not just Bruce anymore. So, but I think, the Robin Eternal one is kind of what is making me think that Red X is Damien. Yes, me too. Because I think we have a slide up of it. I have some pictures too. I got sent if if they're the same one. <sighs> I had a funny idea for for a Titans thing. So it's like uh, Corey and Dick, you know, they have like, you know, Donna and, you know, Beast Boy and everybody over for like, they're all a little older. It's like a cocktail party. You know, there's nice like jazz music playing and they're having drinks. And and then all of a sudden the door opens up and the music just screeches to a halt and everybody looks and it's like the I'm not Raven daughter. And then she like walks in and nobody's saying anything. And then they're like... Hey, honey. And she's like, shut up. And then slams her door to her room. And then the music starts again and everybody starts talking. Yeah. under, under uh, That would be a very uh, new joke for a lot of fucking people. Raven. Raven. What's her name? Raven. Uh, anyways, the Cosby chick. <laughs> Raven. Oh, Raven the <laughs> um, I did Dude, that cover, that future state, Teen Titans number two, cover B, is dope. Man, that, it is. That, it is a dope cover. Holy cow. I hadn't well, seen that yet. That's, that's a, that is sweet. McClay, before you got here, this was the book that I was saying was, for somebody who doesn't read Batman books, this was the easier book to understand. The, the yeah, Teen Titans was tough because there was just so many references in it that I just don't think it's it's an easy starting point. Like I like the peanut butter cup joke. And then I know some people said like, hey, I didn't even get the picture up, Matt. I didn't even get the joke. I was like, yeah, that's kind of it. And like, yeah, right here where he's like, Hey there, peanut butter. I thought this was kind of funny. I, I, know who Beast Boy, like, I, I watched a little cartoon with the teen Titans go stuff. Like I get who beast boy is and, mm-hmm. and cyborg. And that's about the gist of what I know as far as, as this group. But when we went to the Robin stuff, like it was really, I was glad that they recommended reading it um, because it kind of put me in a mood. Like first, you know, I do like the space stuff and the future stuff and everything like that. And I'm a big mutants fan. So age apocalypse is probably one of my good runs that I I like. So to see the future and obviously I'm a big judge dread fan to, so to see the Robin book um, 
I really enjoyed it. And it was easy because they would do references. They would explain things where this book was, I think, for the hardcore fan, right? Like, I didn't get this book that much, uh, which is my opinion on it. But uh, I, I like to see you guys all excited about it. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I was really, I don't know, with everything else that was going on, I was really, really leery about this. I, I'm feeling a lot better about it, and I'll probably pick it up. I, I'll definitely be picking picking up that Future State Teen Titans number two cover B, man. That thing's dope. But it, it, I, I'm definitely a lot more excited. And to hear that you guys go over it and talk more about how it's kind of flashing back to the the good old style Teen Titans has me a lot. It just, more it's flashing. It flashes like it's at the current time, and then it flashes back up like it's te- it's showing you the build up to it. No, that's that's so cool. It's, it's, it's it is kind of cool how they are setting it up. It's real. It was really good. It was the best book that I read out of the few books I read this week. Well, Hall wasn't bad, but this this was really good and I'm really stoked for it. I love the old school Titans feel. I think the Titans are one of the best books that DC, you know, needs to go back. It's one of their bread and butters and we need, here's what I want. And I talked about this on probably drunken chatter, hot 10 last night. One of the two, I want red X to be Damien. I want him to him and Grayson to, you know, do their thing because you remember how good that Grant Morrison series was. Mm Mm-hmm. That series was so damn good, man. It was unbelievable. And if we can get Grayson and Damien again doing their thing, that's that's the key for me. Um, and and then the other thing is if we get you know John Kent Superman now. So now maybe if Red X is like a vigilante type, you know Damien type person where he's tired of playing games, he just wants to you know take out these people that need to be taken out, and he's more Punisher style like vigilante good guy. And Superman can't have that, right? So now you got John Kent and, and Damien fighting, and that's what we want. That's what we need. Reverting back to that League of Shadows origin, you know, coming out and and all the issues with uh, is, is uh, granddad and his his mom and and yeah, no, that's that'd be great if they follow that route. But touching back on kind of what Kyle was saying is that the the Robin Eternal book I think holds a big clue to to Red X's identity because tim is saying you know dick is ranting and raving and arkham jason's betrayed us to go work with the magistry the people that killed bruce and damien dot 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 and then it skips on so it leaves damien hanging i know there's been a lot of speculation about clown hunter and um maybe even being duke but i think it's i've been saying it's it's got to be damien like it makes sense for it to be damien because you have that it just seems like the bat family has that ascension of you take over someone else's identity. So it would only be fitting for him to go to Robin to red X, you know, take over another Robin's identity or or moniker or whatever, however you want to put it. But I think, I think it's gotta be. And I don't know. I think teen Titans and red X and um, Robin eternal were the big winners this week. I agree. Justice League, the new Justice League was I felt was kind of weird because it's not even like the Justice League are coming together. They don't hang out. They just come beat people up and take off. They they don't really hang out. They're not really I I just I did I found it odd. I got a quick question. If Grayson took Damien's wallet, would that be Robin Robin Robin? (laughs) Oh my god. God. (laughs) I'm just wondering. 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Thank you for derailing the show. Solo. Yeah, on that note, uh, have a great well, night, everyone. You can catch Solo Wookie tomorrow night when he ruins the Star Wars show. Ooh, actually, he didn't read the novel, so he won't be ruining that show tomorrow night. That's uh, right. I got stuff to do. Hey, this is the thing. I, I actually, but this, uh, there is some hope for this. I hope you guys get Damon. I hope I get Damon too, because that book's just going to skyrocket. But I do enjoy that they're doing some books for new people. I just wish there was a way they could find out to say, like, and you can't do the Marvel one start over all the time, but like, I wish there was a way that DC could be, Hey, if you want to get in someplace, this Robin book here was the way to get in teen Titans, the hot book of the week. I mean, I got a couple of them. There's a lot going on in that book. It's way too much going on that I just going on. And I can't get it, man. So, but I'm glad you guys are stoked about when I heard McClay talk about it on the hot 10, I was like, Oh, this is good. I hope we get Damien because whatever he's all high up on, that's what I like. The enthusiasm will sell it. You know what I mean? So that's good that there is actually some. Uh... There's been a couple questions in the uh, chat. Um, one of them from Brandon uh, asking is crush good spec. Seems like Lobo's daughter and the Teen Titans and connections are strong. Listen, Lobo, uh, crush looks good in this first issue. They showed her just a few times, but I think she looks great. And the fact that we know that for sure now that she's Harley's daughter. And I guess everybody's saying that the Harley book in future state is supposed to be good. So if that's the case, then I, I don't know if DC's connecting that, you know, finally, but Palmiotti did say the other day that it's for sure, you know, Harley is the mother of Crush. So, um, I didn't but, even know that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, sh a shout out to uh, Lucas over at Comic Crusaders for that one, man. Uh, that was awesome. And then Newbie says uh, Batman 656, you know, spec. Like, is that good spec? And that goes back to that whole talk about, you know, people talk about that 655 as the first Damien. Well, he, he was kind of cameoed in that. And that 656, he's on the cover. He's in the full book. Um, that is a great book to spec on. I think it's it's one of the books that we've been saying to spec on for a many, many years now. It just hasn't caught on yet. So, yeah. Um, buy low, buy low, hold and wait. Yep. And, and I also love that that uh, Demon, Demon Son the old school trade, uh, the original uh, hardcover novel or hardcover um, uh, trade that they did uh, at that where Damien comes from with with Bruce being, you know, seduced by uh, what's her name. And, and that's where Damien, Talia, where Damien is born. So that's another great. I love Damien Speck. Um, I've always thought Damien was one of the best characters that DC has created in a long time. And. I hope, I hope they can pin, you know, the tail on this one and, and kind of rock with it. And I think that's everybody's that. hope. I think it is. I think eventually you have to give fans, you know, that's the one thing, like you have to give fans what they want eventually. Right. And I think if you give, is this is the Damien setup and it's going to be a home run and we're going to see a little bit of a revival in DC. And if it isn't, you know, it is. I mean, I know. I think the the bad part about the future state stuff is like Kyle was saying is there's so many different timelines. So you're not this these events aren't going on in the same time. So you've got to kind of learn the timeline to be like, okay, well this is taking place before this, which took place before that. This is after this. It, it's just kind of a lot of jumping around that I think you're gonna that it doesn't sufficiently explain itself. I think you have to do a little bit of research in to kind of be like, oh, all right, well this you know it's. It's not spoon feeding it to you. They're asking you to go do that research and and put a little t effort and time into to these stories. So, because 
I mean, we Kyle made a comment last week that he thought it was 50 years in the future, and someone in the in the comments was saying, "No, it's not." And it's but it it, it depends on what story you're reading because it jumps all over the place. So, which does make it confusing. I mean, it just it seems like this would be the perfect opportunity for a little bit of a starting point too to feed people in. And unfortunately, I think a couple of the books are, and a couple of the books aren't. Um, with that being said, like they're giving fan service. If this becomes Damien and not Clown Hunter, I think that's good. Like, I don't care that I don't understand what's going on in Teen Titans as long as it's good for DC and it's going to be healthy for their fan base. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't get the Clown Hunter spec. I think Clown Hunter is a terrible character. I don't get it. I think it's horrible. Right. But my my point from an outsider looking in and just all, all I do is spec on these books. I don't read Batman books. I just spec on them is if I need to read something, I could read this Robin series right here that we're showing. And yes, let Teen Titans go. Give the fans something they want. Give it to them. Give them Damon. It doesn't matter. I mean, all the books will spike up. That's great news for us. It'll help your readership out. I, I mean, look, I, I got my fingers crossed and I'm hoping for you guys. I know I clown a lot on DC jokingly, but to be honest with you, it's good to have good competition and other good storylines going on. And I hope DC hits a home run with this. I really do. But I feel, you know, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, well, the only thing I was saying is like, yeah, it's a bunch of different timelines, but does that not open it up that they can do a bunch of different backstories then? So if you're the beginning reader now, maybe this one or a couple other ones, you can do the background storylines. Teen Titans will give you a good background that you need to see or something to that effect. I mean, how do you see this playing out after this, I guess, is the question for somebody who's not following it that much. As, as far as what, like Teen Titans? Oh, no, all we of can't. Them. Uh, we, oh. we don't know where we have no idea. It's only been one issue. I don't think anybody has a clue yeah. where how this is going to play no, out. Yet. They're doing the Academy books and stuff like that. So they're well, obviously so they, they've announced that Titans Academy is coming out, spawning out of Future State. But the way Titans One reads, you're coming in at the end of that because, like the the first the cover for um, Titans Academy Number One is all these students sitting in a classroom with Red X sitting crisscross applesauce on a desk you know so and he was obviously part of the titans academy and they mention it in the book they mention the academy in the book when they're talking at when they're at the party so obviously this academy's already been established you pick up in future state at the it, it the titans tower has been destroyed it's fallen dick is searching the rubble for something in a suitcase you don't know what he's looking for and it's it kind of picks up it just goes to them letting you know, like Brian said, McClay said they were Raven was talking to the whoever's in the cell, and then you just see it cuts to Dick handing him the mask. He's putting the mask on and walking out. So I think you it'll be maybe issue two or three before we find out who who Red X's true identity is. But this was like the hottest book coming out of Future State that was heavily specced on. Um, I think to kind of go what McClay was saying is the whole clown hunter thing. I honestly think Clown Hunter is just a vehicle to transition Harley from a bad guy to a good guy because she's like one of the that feels more responsible for the death of his family. And it's kind of that driving factor for her to make that character change in the main continuity, which it seems like that's what Tinian's trying to do is, is flush her into a member of the Bat family by the way things have gone with the way Joker War ended and, and all that. No, but, that's cool. And yeah, like Brandon says here too, I he says, I'm not a DC guy, but as comic lover, I want all comic creators to do well. That's the truth, man, and I really do. 
And I, th I could see it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the excitement that you hear out of you guys talking about this, the excitement that I see, and then being able to read some of these books and actually understand what's going on. Look, it does look a glimmer of hope there. And I hope we got it. So did you guys uh, read anything else good this week? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Ha ha. I mean, yeah. ha ha was the, the steal of the week. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful uh, m matter of fact. Here we go right here. Oh, the wanted comics. Beautiful, man. Shout out to Wanted Comics again. I know we talked, you know, basically it did a commercial for him last night, but this cover is so damn good, man. So damn good. So did you guys like the last the last uh, frame of that book? Yeah. You did? I everything. I liked everything up to the very last frame where she's like, get, can we spoil this? Yeah, hell yeah. yeah spoiling it. Hell yeah. She's like, oh, get inside, you're embarrassing or whatever. Like, I thought it was really cool. And then I was like, oh, it's kind of a... Well, you, the reason that he, they're kind of showing that, and this is my take on it, is that when he got shot and messed up something in his head and he sees everything like great and 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 gr f fine, like when he walked in and he's like, why are you guys ballooning? It look like balloons, you know? You could see that he's seeing thing, everything fucked up, you know? It's not seeing what it is. And then when you go to that last panel and she's harping on him, like, that's not what he's feeling. He thought it was great. He's like, oh, this is awesome. Look, you guys look like balloon animals. And then she's like, oh, you know, get inside. You're an embarrassment. And they show uh, what she really looks like, right? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was so cool um, when – I liked when they showed uh, him going into the bank and, and, and like, the part where he kind of snaps. There was, like, a, a – a, a, panel where it looked like he's sitting there and he's holding a gun to his head just like ha ha like i don't even care and just like dude that panel is wicked right there uh some of the things that they talk about i i hope that and, and this is so close to ice cream man you know i don't is because i know they is this a, this is the same is this like a spinoff from ice cream man what's going on with this uh I, the, I, I believe it's a book by the same creator that's it Okay. Well, here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it isn't like an, what do they call those anthologies where it's a different story each time? It is. I hope they stick. It is. Yeah. If you saw the preview for the next one, it is. Ah, that's a bummer. Yep. But is, is the clown going to be in the next one? I think it's all based around clowns. I think clowns is the main theme of the book, but I think each book is, is it's an anthology book where each book is going to be something different. That's why time. the ending was a little bit disappointing in that last frame, I think, in my opinion, because then you saw the um the, the late the next one I can do. Yeah. yeah, but they all they did was show like show a page from it. They didn't they yeah, you know, right. you're, you're right, he might be back. Yeah, I hope he's back because that was a great opening for him. They got right to the point. There was no playing around, you know. Um I like that type of stuff. It was very easy to read, it was quick. It was so. very Killing Joke. I thought. Yeah. I thought there's a lot very, of comparisons to Killing Joke that can be made in there. It was very Joker esque, like River Phoenix Joker esque. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker esque. So yeah. yeah, did you guys see the um, the second print uh, to that yet? Uh, let me pull that up here. Yeah, this is the second print. So obviously, I mean, it, it went to second print immediately, right? So uh, let's see here. So J.J. Maxwell says, I don't see HaHa ha having much staying power. Both horror anthologies and creepy clowns are played out. I don't know, man. I would think the same a little bit, but like people, the clown game is strong, man. Like people either love clowns or hate clowns. If they hate and are, think they're the creepiest things in the world, they just 
buy it up. And if they love clowns and think clowns are great because they're creepy, uh-huh. they buy it up too, man. I don't know. I mean, I think it's in. I think that kind of stuff's in right now. I think to you capitalize on on Ha Ha and Ice Cream Man now because with the revival of like Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix and kind of the the disappearance, like the strange phenomenon documentaries that people are into in Netflix. It's I think right now is the time to strike while the iron's hot and get this out there. I think it, I think it works just because every episode is something different, and if you can make more each episode crazier than the last, it. You're gonna you're gonna have a home run. So right. one of the one of the things that I really love about um, the haha and and the imagery is the imagery for the second print. I'm a big fan <clears throat> of like old school movie posters from the uh, 20s and 30s, and uh, this totally reminds me of the man who gets slapped, an old Lon Chaney movie. And I own a reproduction of this poster. I framed it and everything. Beautiful, yeah. but I yeah. love shit like this. And if they can keep imagery that's kind of still not too like it, you know, Pennywise and just, you know, they don't go too horrorous, but it's more like psychological and sad. And, and I hope they get into that type of stuff. Um, we'll see, but very cool. Really cool. Marco, you're, you're muted brother. Oh, I'm sorry. This, so this is why I kind of thought the impression was going to be, and we found out that JJ Maxwell hates clowns. So that's where some of his opinions coming from, but when he said it, he thought it was too niche. It's not quite like Ice Cream Man, but I think they're going to do like the carnival. When uh, Blue Green had said that, I think what they're going to do is the carnival different characters. So they're going to run through the entire because that like carnival type thing shut down. I think each book is going to be a different character in the same carnival, and that's kind of what they're going to do. That's what I was under the impression of when I looked at the end of it. I think that might be kind of cool because you get to see like you'll see all the 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 typical. Um, characters in the carnival come through and they'll all have a different story and a different point of view. If they do that, I don't, I don't see it being much different than ice cream man. Um, you know, I think it's cool. I mean, it is very short. I don't know what you're going to do, but you could definitely combine them together. I'm not quite sure it does have. Did you guys I read a uh, uh, Gwenum right with that. The not black the Gwenum Mary Jane stuff. Did not I did order my Jay Campbell covers today. Oh, nice. I didn't get in on that. I really like that secret variant, the one with the shirts where they're wearing the shirts. Mm-hmm. That's the one I got. Yeah. I made sure to get that one. Yeah, that one's super dope. Do they sell out immediately? Uh uh-uh. uh. No? I had forgotten and I went on at like eleven thirty our time. And for some reason it like I think a lot of people were on it because it was it was sending me over to PayPal so that I could pay for it. And I would log in, but it wouldn't bring up the screen so I could pay and go back. So I had to wait. And then like, I went on like two hours later and I still bought things, all the covers that I wanted. So cover B is, is awesome, man. Is that the one where they're, she's wearing the shirts, right? They're wearing the shirts. Yeah. It's B and C C are good. I, I like the one where it's like half of both covers. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I don't like a. I think that that the way that okay, so for basically, um, oh, they did sell out. Yeah, is it sold out now? They sold out of uh, A, B, and C signed, uh, which is kind of a bummer. But oh well, I didn't get um, any of them signed. I always get the unsigned ones. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, let's see who did they sell that one out? Join the waiting list. Oh, the these are sold out. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a bummer, man. But cover B is damn good. Cover B is oh, they yeah. did sell out. They must have sold out of everything, huh? That's a I'm bummer. Glad I bought them when I did. I didn't get. I'm, I, I was going to get one, but now they're sold out. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bummer. Look, I mean, look. This is this is the cool one, right? Uh, here, I'll show everybody what we're talking about. Uh, this one right here. This. That's yeah, the one I want. I, mean, I sure want that, that one, one so bad. I have to. Oh, I'm gonna have to buy it on the secondary market now. Damn it! The secondary market, eBay. I, I the low, low price of eighty nine ninety five. Three right. the installment Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I know. Look how dope those shirts look on them, though. I know it's so awesome. It's great. Yeah, yeah. But look, I just don't like how they made Mary Jane. She looks so stupid, and I read the book, and it was was not good. It was horrible was it really bad oh man it was bad dude it was really bad so I'd you're bad. buying it for the cover it made no sense it's just like uh spider gwen uh roaming around the city and she's like why are all these dragons running around and why can't i you know and then she gets touched she helps somebody and then that she gets the goo on her and then and when the goo gets on her she's slowly turning into Gwenum, but she doesn't realize it and then just mary jane you just watch pops out on Mary Jane just pops out of nowhere, like, uh, and she's like, "Hi, Mary Jane, haven't seen you in a while." And you're like, "What?" Like, it was really, it was really. You could tell that uh, this is just like a, a quick money grab type thing. I think the key in, in that book is what Null says, because as she's fighting, the the Venom symbiote is slowly going over her, but it's not taking her over. And he says something along the effects of. Another one who, you know, it, it, this is odd. It's someone who can't, like, that isn't instantly affected by me or can fight off my infection. I have to pull up the, the let me grab the issue and get the exact translation. But I think that's what, the big takeaway from it is that she's not as affected by the symbiote as as you would expect her to be. Because she it's kind of not taking her over. She's still very in control of everything she's doing and Noel's not able to control her. Uh, let me pull it up here. Where is it? Just a second. He says, um, interesting. What are you, little light? Mine, but not mine. Something else. Something other. Something like me. Everything is mine, and now I shall acquire it, too. So, like, it's the Venom symbiote's not taking her over. So there's something there that she's got that she's able to control the venom symbiote or wear the symbiote without it taking her over like null can versus everyone else who is as soon as it gets touched they're automatically taken over and null's got control of them so i think it'll be interesting for that book to see what what more comes mm -hmm. of that well, speaking of jay scott campbell yeah we can get into that Get into it. You transitioned for it. What, what? Great, great segue. <laughs> Kylo. Jesus Christ. What do you think? Right. McKay, I think that's what McClay calls a sagu right there. Yeah. yeah. A strong. I tried. I just no, kind of looked at me. So well, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. You started. No. I was oh, going to jump in there I'll and be, take it over. I'll, go ahead. <laughs> he had a reset. He had a reset. He had a reset. That's awesome. It's like so that's what we decided money. that we wanted to start doing lists in the show, top 10 lists. Crypto. And 
we kind of figured why not start with some, uh, you know, an artist Kyle and I both are fans of and J. Scott Campbell, and we both put together our own J. Scott Campbell list, and we kind of talked, and we were like, should we do it separately or do it as a group? And we kind of went back and forth on it, and Kyle was like, well, let me see your list and see how many of those same books we both have, because that was a fear is that when we do this list, we're all going to have the same books. You know, it's going to be like we're all going to just be you know, circle jerking over the same books, but it's it's very, it, it's funny, because I don't think we have even the single same book on our lists. Uh-uh. So do you want to go down your list first, Kyle? Uh-uh. Nuh-uh? Well, you're going to. <laughs> so at number 10, it's just, everybody knows it's just a great J. Scott Campbell cover. I love it. It's Danger Girl. It's great. What do you guys think? I mean, this well, is this- where you... It, what is this? This is the uh, image that is on the ruby red version of Danger Girl, right? That, that everybody's going crazy. The went crazy for it's super hard to find. I think the ruby red one is is even better than this. Like and when you think about J. Scott Campbell, isn't this where you think the starts? Like Danger Girl. That's like that's the one thing that all Gen Thirteen. Yep. Yeah, Gen Thirteen and Danger Girl. I really think Danger Girl. More, I mean, I know Gen Thirteen, but like when I think of it, I think because Danger Girl. That was the McFarlane toy that they put out through that too. I mean, that's where I think JSC and yeah, I like it. I mean, it's not, I like selling it. Let me put it that way. I like selling it. I like selling it. So number nine, I know Brian just completely and totally shit on this cover about two minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it's, it's still kind of a cool cover, I know. I liked it. It's it was hard. It was it almost actually I had eleven books and I was as I was trying to dwindle these books down, this one almost didn't make the cut. But I just decided that it is kind of a cool cover. I like the colors, it kind of pops. I figured it was worth putting on the list, especially since it's a it's a topic right now and it's something that just came out. It's it's actually not out. You could have like I pre-ordered it today, so I like it. What do you guys think? I know I don't want to hear Brian here. You shit on it. All right, I. It's not one of my favorites. I think he's got so much more talent than this, and I, I just, I like a lot of his other covers way more. I think it's hey. the females don't look like cats. <laughs> <laughs> I. uh yeah, I don't think you want to hear my opinion on this one either because I'm going to stay with him up there and maybe him down there too. Um, not Fuck exactly my favorite. Go. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I'm okay. with JS. I give this one a, a two. <laughs> <laughs> See, Marco, it's not a three. It's a two. Yeah, I know. You're right now. That, that's really be and, bad. And, I, and, you know, these covers that he did, you know, the Tinkerbell cover, I, I'd love it. It's probably yeah. – it's, it's, it's one of my – it was – it's number eight on this list, and it's pretty badass. I mean, like, I just think it's great. It's not fucking Marvel. He did, you know what I mean? It's kind of his look, but I, I think I really like where he went with this. So, Yeah, I think I think when you see a lot of the stuff that he does in the non-too-big brands, it's very interesting how many J. Scott Campbell covers there are out there. I know for a while, 
I mean, he's still very popular, right? Like if you get J. Scott Campbell, especially some of his earlier stuff, it's a key issue because of the collectors, right? There's J. Scott Campbell collectors. They like a lot of the early stuff. Some of his stuff does venture out into the um, that off-brand realm, not not even the big three type stuff. And, and be on the lookout for it because there's definitely people that like it. I think this is really clean. I think this is a lot better than the last cover we saw. <laughs> I enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, he used light. It's good. And it's not yep. just somebody bending over. Yep, number seven. <laughs> not just somebody bending over. Same thing with this one. I just, it's, I just think you know these these covers. I think he just killed it on him. <laughs> he did. He slayed this whole run of of covers mm-hmm. that he did, and this has always been one of my favorites. I I love his usage of the lore of the story of Alice in Wonderland and the mushroom and her being small sitting on top of it. And it, it's just these, I love these covers. It, yeah. They're, down they're great. Number six, dude, these, these are uh, disqualified. Six was hard. This one was hard for me to put at number six. I kind of wanted it to be higher, but when I was sitting there trying to, figure it out i just there's just better covers but i just i these and you know i know marco's like this is three bucks but they connected so i made it one but (laughs) yeah as much as i was gonna say that your your love of like that movie that that pulls you towards this cover yeah i mean it being one of my favorite artists i love evil dead i love ash it's 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 got the horror. I mean, anything that's got Freddy Krueger and Jason on it is awesome as well. Like yeah, I do. I do like it too. CJ to see him move away from the same. He does a lot of the same women pose type thing um, that he does to see him move away from that and do something, even though it is connect. I think it should be disqualified because it is three covers. Um, <laughs> I do actually like this. I like that they went to horror with it. The background coloring is really good that he filled in a lot more than he normally does on that. It'd be easy to make it too busy, but you have it. And Ash looks like he's coming at you with that chainsaw, which yep. is just iconic. So I actually think, you know, you said you should have lowered it. Maybe I think you should have actually picked this one up and put it up a couple spaces. But then again, it's three books. So I understand. That That's what you're, you're getting penalized on the three books thing. There was no rules to this, but you're just being penalized because it's three books. <laughs> Number five. Now everybody knows why this, it's just, uh, such a hard cover to come by. I had to put on a list just because I don't have it and I could never get it. something that's always I haven't been able to get. And I, I mean, the reds, the blacks, the pose, even though her, she is, her back is breaking. <laughs> it's, but it's still, it's just, it's great. It's just an awesome cover. I, I never saw the big, I, I I just couldn't get into this cover. Everyone loved it. Everyone jumped on it. I never, man, that's, I, I mean, if you can get that in a nine, eight, good, good on you. That's a solid book to have in a nine, eight. Cause you got that black and red cover and man, every time that you touch that, you're going to leave fingerprints, spine, tip, so I mean, getting it in the nine eight, yeah, right on you. But I just couldn't get behind this one. No, I like it because I've got the other one. 
Um, I just got another Varric dealer, you know, and it's the blonde haired one and the blue cover. That's all right. But number four, I can behind that one. I just love this cover. It's Rob Zombie. It's just, I, I didn't even realize it was J. Scott Campbell at first. And this yeah. is probably one of my, the, the reason this is number four is because like, it's a great cover. It's everything is so fun. I, I wish he would have done like all of the covers instead of just this number one. I like the homage part to it too. And like, it's good. I, I enjoy this one. That's what I'm saying. Like, I guess sometimes you get burnt out and you get fatigue when you're looking for J Scott Campbell stuff. You know, the, when you were going through all the tail stuff, I remember the big run on those where we were hunting for them in the danger girl stuff and the gen 13 stuff. And all of a sudden it starts looking a lot. A lot of stuff starts looking the same, which I get it. That's what people want. But when you start going out to these other ones like this, uh, he did like, um, didn't he do like a He-Man type thing too? Mm -hmm. He did the other book we showed with Ash. Like when you start getting into that type of stuff, I really start enjoying a little bit more of his artwork. It looks like he fills in a lot more there too in the background. But when he does a lot of those girl books, it just seems like the girls front and center, which they should be. And there's not much added on to the extra background. I mean, it's it, I, my, I already have this book. It's it's right here. I have it. Uh, J. Scott Campbell autographed it already. I would kill a few people if I can get Rob Zombie to sign it. I would like I, well, I even unsigned these books. They're not cheap, and finding them in good grade is not easy as well. No, these zombie number ones, man. They're they're. This is another great score that I where Jesse was awesome enough to let Brian and I dig through a uh, a collection he bought. I got the, I pulled this, I think I pulled this whole run out for like the first 10 bucks of this run. So didn't he, didn't, weren't, wasn't he traveling around shows around this time? And the one was coming out at shows a lot of times. Wasn't, were they selling a lot of these ones at shows? If I, if I'm not wrong, if I remember correctly, I think like Rob was actually going on the con market and selling these. If I remember correctly, I might not, but. Anyways, that's going to be a I tough love this book. cover. This is yep. uh, one of the covers I left off my list. I just put a list together really quick, but I left <laughs> it off my list. And and it's one of the few books that I'm like, I, I'm right there with you, Kyle. This is a great book to find in the wild. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Getting Sid to, to your right invite to, if, to get Sid to sign it before he would have passed would have been pretty fucking awesome. In the wild. I bet I'm you there are some out there, Kyle. I'm sure there are. Might have been huge. I, I don't see very many for sale, signed and graded, but I'm in, it's definitely on my look list. Yeah, so that's I, what I'm saying. I think I remember them going to cons and having this book and people big line sign because I was like, why is Rob Zombie there and signing comic books? And I'm pretty sure they were selling them there too. So you might be able to get a signed copy here or there of him and his crew. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. I, I would love to come across one. But okay, number three, I've. I'm I'm 100% with this is where I agree with Brian. This fucking this cover's badass. And I know it just came out but the shirts, the poses, I I think J. Scott Campbell killed it on this cover. The trade dress. It's just the colors. Everything. Like I just think he just he did a fucking badass job. And I was excited putting this list together. I was like 
fuck yeah, I actually get to put this on the list, you know, like I, I did this list just in time. Yeah, but, I like when they give him enough time and his stuff doesn't look rushed. When it, when they give him time and a heads up, you know, ahead of time, man, he he just he adds that detail. He really knocks it out. I mean, look at the the silver and black, you know, lining on the amplifier. It looks freaking real. The I, guitar I mean, looks amazing. Yeah, like, he did a great job. When when he, they give him the time to add the detail that he likes to add, there he just knocks it out of the park. And when they rush him, it it just looks rushed. This is a great cover. It is number two. This always has to make the list. It's just a badass cover. It's just it kills it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Amazing Spider-Man 606, uh, you know, Spidey kissing Black Cat. I'm all for it. I'm a Black Cat fan, man. It's just, it's, you know, in the white cover and the way it just pops on it, it's just, it's great. There's only Love one it. thing that ever disturbed me about this cover. I really, really like the cover. But Spider-Man's butt looks like a pointy <laughs> arrow. Like, it just is... <laughs> It is so He's swinging funny. the long way. <laughs> Look at my arrow butt. <laughs> He's just, He's just excited. That's how spiders get excited. They get they get pointy butt. Yeah, I guess so. That's his arachnid uh what are the thorax, you know, his thorax <laughs> is uh a little pointy there. A little black wish. All right, number one. God, I you know I had to do it. Sorry, guys. I know it's kind of cliche, but you know what? It's a beautiful cover. I think there's, and I think probably Matt's going to have another one of the iconic JSCs. You think Danger Girl? You think this cover? And there's one more cover that I didn't see in yours. I bet you Matt's probably going to have it in his. I, I know Matt has it in his. Like, yeah, yeah. I think they're probably the typical like when you think JSC covers, those are the covers you think about. So. <laughs> But that's it. That's it was hard, man. I I looked and I looked and I looked. And I kept going. That's a great cover. That's a great cover. That's a great cover. And it was it was really hard. But what I really try to get down to is which covers of him as I enjoy him is did I enjoy the most of his? And th these were the covers. Are the covers? Cool. It is hard because he has so Very cool. many good ones. Oh man. Yeah. So we'll get into mine. I didn't number nine. So number ten at mine. Darth Vader number one. Look, I'll be honest with you. When I'm I'm a huge anime guy, and when I go looking for anime statues or anime anything, the faces faces are the one thing, the first thing I notice in art. And like this cover to me is a killer. But Luke's face, it just it, it Luke in general just doesn't doesn't sell it for me. So it just not. Is it on your list? It is. It's number ten. Then why is it on your list if it doesn't sell it for you? Because I think because I think the rest of the cover is beautiful, but the the reason I put it so low is because of the face. Uh, so because of the face, I really is, hate this cover, but it's number ten. No, no, no. I love I love the, the way Vader and the stormtroopers look and how it it's got that like you know ruler, you know an emperor threat there. But just I put it so low because of. The way Luke looks in it. It's just because Luke has butterface. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, um, that 
that stormtrooper there, uh, that that was always the joke. Black Series needs to get better head adjustments because of the stormtrooper on the left. If you guys know that one, <laughs> this cover is not among my favorites to JSC, but it's nice to see him do something different. Number nine, Savage Wolverine. I just think this is a badass Wolverine cover. Like I kind of just like the way got the the claws coming out. I mean, the hand here is a little wonky, but I think for a Wolverine cover, it is pretty badass. Once again, pointy butt. <laughs> yes. Yes. He does like pointy, pointy butt strikes again. Look over here. I'm pointing that way with my butt. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's interesting. That's an interesting one. This is my number eight. I just like I just love the detail in the in the hippo, and I mean. When it comes to J. Scott Campbell, you can't go wrong with the, the scantily clad. Well, that's good. I don't think I've ever even seen that cover. Whiskey. Yeah, he's got the whiskey, unlike Kyle yeah. in the Rascals. That's cool. <laughs> I like that. All right. That's a good one. Uh, let's see. Here's my next one. Superior Spider-Man. I mean, classic Black Cat cover. I love the, the Spider-Man yarn. Is she still alive, that character? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, she's getting know. ready to be, have a big part coming up here. Big she, part. Is she a good girl or a bad girl right now? <sighs> she's kind of in between. Oh yeah. Depends she's on working it. for the kingpin or she the night at the club. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I've got this classic X Men Legend Reborn. Cover like that. I just think that's a beautiful beast and shadow cat mm-hmm. and the Lockheed. Yeah, the only cool. thing with that, it's like a muscles on a muscles thing. Yeah, but I mean, he's it's beast, beast he though. Be, yeah, should be built like that. Yeah, he's he's not, he do, shouldn't have human musculature, right? Hmm. It looks no, cool. yeah, no, he looks cool. Everything the wings too on Lockheed, it's cool. Now she's she, kind of coming to the wall too. That's yeah. Awesome. She was super cool at that period too. That was that was the period where she like really became Shadow Cat. And then that was just after the whole thing with Wolverine in Japan, right? Where she like got taken over by the the Tanto. Yep. Mm-hmm. The next one on my list, Spider-Man 800 variant. I mean, just this this green goblin is is fantastic in my opinion. The face. I, I always loved that one. It since the day it came out, the way he you're absolutely right. The way he nailed that goblin on his glider is just dope. Yeah, just the, the body positioning and it's it's a beautiful cover. Uh classic X-Men Phoenix Resurrection. I love again. My I always joke J. Scott Campbell, his faces they can look like cats. It's it's something the way dogs <laughs> know they look like cats, but I think this is a beautiful Jean Grey cover, and it and he nails the face here. She does not look like a cat. So the spawn spawn three hundred one. This is my number three. This is a, a I just think this is such a badass cover, badass J. Scott Campbell variant for that book. Yeah, I do love that cover. He did he did a good job on that one. And it was so different from all the other 301. Yeah. And I love the, the use of color in it and his spectral, different spectral forms coming out from his, from him. And it just, it's just a beautiful cover. Uh, my number two is the, 
the black hat version of this cover again black hat number one i think it's it's a beautiful cover well done well drawn just the detail on on felicia and and in the everything else and it's it's so good but of course my number one being spider-man 601 classic a classic and I, i i picked this one mainly because i have a good story with this book and j scott campbell where i got him to sign it twice at a con so but i still think it's it's just one of those iconic spider-man covers that everyone looks for if you're a j scott campbell fan it's it's like a must-have if you're a a scam uh j scott campbell collector almost call him <laughs> scamble 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 for- do you want to run through yours brian since you said you just created one yeah so uh I agree with Kyle on this one. Like, this is just my honorable mention because Kyle brought it up. It, this is a great book, and I would love to find all three issues. I, I still can't find any of them. Um, so uh, great stuff, really tough to find in the wild and would look great in a connecting cover frame. Just look would look amazing in a connecting cover frame. So shout out to Kyle on that one. These are in no particular order. Um, this is one from me as a kid. I love this issue of Gen 13 or this cover of Gen 13. Like this is one of the best covers in the whole Gen 13 run along with this one. Like what a great – look how great that cover is. This is back when J.C. Campbell was first like entering the scene. And to see shit like this, uh, you know, as a – I think I was probably a teenager at this time. It was like, holy shit, this stuff's amazing. And all of Brian's uh, issues are still stuck together. Gen 13, man, was such a great um, uh, comic. And when it first came out, like, and, and I imagine if I went and looked at it now, I'd probably be like, it's garbage, but the art was, was amazing. Right. Um, this one, this Deadpool versus X-Force variant for number one is just amazing. One of the best uh, Deadpool covers. And it's, it's great to have a J. Scott Campbell cover that isn't a chick. So uh, I really love Deadpool versus X-Force number one. Um, this one is one of my all-time favorite books that I will probably never find. This is uh, the Black Panther number one variant, con variant. I think it was San Diego. And as you can see, it's black. Uh, it's Shuri as Black Panther. And the background is black and white. So it's really hard to find uh, one of the toughest books that you're ever fine. So if you ever see this book and uh, it's, it's cheap, definitely pick it up. And if you don't want it, send it my way. Um, the next one is this Superman gen 13 book. And I love Fairchild and Supergirl or Fairchild dressed up as Superwoman and Superwoman, you know, real Superwoman being there. It's another, another tough book. It's a B cover. I think, I think there is an A cover that's different. I think this might be the B cover, but another tough book to find in the wild. Great, great book superman gen 13 number two um of course this is i agree with kyle on this one this is way better in my opinion than any of the mary jane ones um the shirt wearing her shirt and 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 just the shirt is fucking classic mm-hmm. her sitting on all the diamonds um her hair the with the I, I dig chicks with all white hair like i think that is super super sexy and he just killed it on this cover um this one blue monday uh, really tough book to find in the wild. Um, old school J. Scott Campbell. Not a lot of people know about this one. This one's a great, great cover. Getting down, yeah. Getting down to the to the nitty gritty. Ant. So this is a tough book. Mm. Um, yeah, Mario Gully, I think, is the creator of Ant. Yeah. This was done by uh, was this Avatar Press? I can't remember. Do you remember, Greg? 
I think it was Avatar. No, I, it might have been Avatar. It was something. This 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 thing was really really cool. Yeah, it was really. really he was in prison, right? When I, he did I, this, I think I'm not sure yeah. about that. But if that's true, that makes it even better. But yeah, something like covers, that. Yeah, these ant covers are some of the best. J. Scott Campbell does a couple of the ant covers. His ant cover number two. Pointy um, butt. And it's just badass, man. Like Good great story, character. Dude. There's a great, there's a great spawn cover with Ant too. You guys should check that out. It's All a right, little now, girl. Yeah, this this is by far, in my opinion, the greatest J. Scott Campbell covers that ever have been done. And uh G.I. Joe Danger Girl, uh, the Scarlet is absolutely uh one of my all-time favorite covers. And it's really hard to say that something beats it, but the Cobra, the Baroness <laughs> J. Scott Campbell, danger girl variant is absolutely amazing. Super hard books to find, especially in high grade. I love how she's holding Destro's faceplate. I think that's so badass. Um, I love Baroness covers. Uh, I love Scarlet. <laughs> Scarlet was like, I remember as a kid trying to find, because it was so hard to find her figures because she was only like in the first run of Joe's. So like, if you missed out on those early runs, you never found her figures and uh, just really dope shit, man. So those are mine. Nice. I like it because there's not much overlapping. That's what's cool about him. He's got so many covers, so he's kind of flavors for everybody. And I think that's awesome. What are you guys doing? Uh, for, you guys going to do uh, next week? Next yeah, week. We're doing uh, our favorite 301 or 300 cover swipes. Very cool. Yeah. So if you in the chat want to get in on that or send in a video of your, or, you know, a little something showing us what your favorite 301 cover swipes are, 300 cover swipes and 301, um, we, we welcome it. So yeah, it'd be awesome. Join I'm excited about this one. I was already digging through looking for some of mine. There's only like what, one or two? I, right. It's going to be hard to be <laughs> Marco, you got anything uh, big in Star Wars coming this week? You want to touch on? <laughs> Apparently, if you haven't been watching the chat, there's a funny thumbnail going around. Uh, I will say that uh, I don't create my own thumbnail; somebody else does it for me, and they're they're very entertaining. But yeah, we got some cool stuff going on. First off, what do we got for slides, Matt? And I will run through what we have. Send it to me. Do we have slides? If we don't have slides. I can wing it. We can do whatever. Ah, all right. So on the left here, we have the Star Wars High Republic number one third print. It's an interior page. This was also the black and white page that they previewed in 199. Uh, do remember both uh, 199 for the uh, Star Wars Insider is doing well. The original one that had the cover. Thank you, Steve Horn. And the Darth Vader one, believe it or not, is picking up pace on it. So you still go out there and try to find those Darth Vader 199s. If you can't find them at your local Barnes and Nobles or Books a Million, you can always try Kroger. Believe it or not, some Kroger stock this in a certain section. Um, on the right, I just want to shout out real quickly. I know uh, McClay is just coming in here and promoing everything before we can promo it. The book <laughs> and bail. Yeah. The book uh, over there is a wanted comic cover for number two. Comics with an X. With an X, yes. Uh, I will tell you a little bit more about that because it has something we've kind of been... If you watch me and Solo Wookiee's uh, little review on our comic uh, review for Star Wars High Republic number one, we kind of hinted at something there. Drew over there at Wanted Comics with an X put out a little post on IG today that verified what we were, we were talking about. We'll get into that with our review for the novel 
uh, tomorrow. Listen, I talked to the guy today because I told him we were going to talk about one of his books. I'm not a huge person uh, that is a fan of typical store variants. However, I will tell you this. Uh, his variants are pretty cool, man. They're very reasonable price. And after talking to him, I have a lot of confidence in him. I'm actually going to maybe do a little surprise. Maybe I'll buy some for a couple of people on the um, the show. Thank so, you, Marco. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Uh, what a You're welcome, Solo Wookie. Buy at least four of them. You're welcome, Solo Wookie. The rest of you, uh, that's fine. You just wow. But yeah, check out Wanted Comics for that. He does some cool <laughs> stuff. Check out his IG post if you want a little clue in, if you don't want to wait for the spoiler <clears throat> tomorrow. But we will have Jen and we will have Pete. They both listened to the audiobook. I actually read it a couple times. It's cool, man. The novel's got a lot of spoilers of it and spoilers that will flow over to the comics. And we will hit those up there, give you a complete deep dive breakdown of it. Do remember Star Did Wars. You- order your novel or did you did you pick it up at like barnes and noble or did you order oh, it yeah off so i so I, I pick all mine oh, this is lame i know it's lame and they're gonna kill me for this but i pick up all mine from barnes and nobles because barnes and nobles gives you hold on they give you a little extra in it and i want all my books to match i know this is i mean it's one of those things collectors do right so That's barnes soft. and nobles <laughs> in all their star wars books they always have a um a pair of socks Right after the intro page, yeah. They always have like something like this. They have like a little poster. I don't take the posters out of it. Um, you know, I will say this. I shouldn't have mentioned the out of print uh, book last week on this because as soon as I mentioned it, the very next morning I went and I was like, yeah, I kind of like the dust jacket. Maybe I'll buy a second one too, even though it didn't match the rest of my collection. Because like I said, like the Barnes and Noble's exclusives always have the little, the fold out thing. This one is probably one of the worst posters they've done before, but whatever. It is what it is. The outfit cover, eh? For the floppy? Same picture, isn't it? Or cover one of the covers? It's the same cover as this. And the second part right here is the, um, that's the promo art that they had done. So, but with that being said, the out of print book is sold out now too. We will cover both of those and what the extras were with that. Maybe even cover kind of how they're going for right now. I do know, I think it was Eric that asked in the chat before last week about them. And apparently everybody took the advice and they sold out that out of print. And those things are going pretty good. Apparently you could just sell the socks because people will buy those socks nowadays. So um, Bards and Nose exclusive poetry. Cool. So we will get into all that. Uh, Eric did have a question and I don't know where this question is exactly coming from, but he was asking if acolytes, if there's characters that would come out of the acolytes Acolytes TV show, I still think the acolytes are going to come out a later version. They're going to be later down the line, more towards Mandalorian than this. But if they do come out of this section, yes, the novel does have some characters that could play into the acolyte books. Feel free tomorrow to show up for our chat. It's at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right? Nine in the middle, which would be central. And then if you're in the desert, that means eight o'clock. Come by, check us out, hit the comics up. Any questions you have, we will be live. Me, Pete, and Jen from Comic Book Women will be there. Oh, order that real quick. Yep. So we got. Order, Order what real quick? The third print, the High Republic third print. It's FOC for that. Honestly, it's probably going to be ordered heavy. You probably should wait for the fourth print. But 
people like those two characters. So you never know. I mean, that High Republic stuff is ridiculous. It's just selling out. I mean, it is selling out. It's selling out and it's selling out. They're, I don't know why, but I mean, it's a good storyline. It's but, selling out because everybody's buying it. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> is that yeah. how that works? <laughs> thanks for that, dude. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm just saying like, it's sell- the second print was short. It order came up really quickly. People didn't see that one coming. I know that will be coming out in February, so make sure you grab those if you can or reserve them at your LCSs. That should be a little bit low of a print run. But High Republic has defied the odds of print runs, and I know we talked about print runs earlier and how much it doesn't matter anymore. I think High Republic is the perfect example of that, right? Like there's a high print run on that, and nobody cares. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't. So, No, it sure, sure hasn't seemed to. And, and there's still some people with a few of them here and there. I still see them on uh, eBay and, and some other shops still seem to have them that have uh, online stores and stuff. So, I mean, that's a, that's a good thing. And, but it, uh, yeah, they seem to still be selling. Yeah. They're going pretty good, I guess. Uh, yes. The, the out of print edition, JJ <laughs> is officially out of print. <laughs> and Eric, of course, uh, we love it. We'll see you there. By the way, if you didn't check out Maximus's show on Wednesday, it's really good. Eric is doing a lot of the graphics for us. He actually will have some graphics for one of the new type of shows we're going to break down too. We really appreciate Eric and everything he's doing. Thank you very much um, for that. You know. <laughs> well, on that note, I just want to take a real quick uh, second to acknowledge the chat and say how it's fire as always, guys. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us tonight. Uh, if you're having a good time, make sure to hit that like button. If you're not subscribed to the channel already, do show do so and make sure to hit that bell notification so you know when any one of our great shows goes live on the channel. Um, but let's go ahead and get into Let's talk a little bit of WandaVision. Give our thoughts on the first few episodes of WandaVision here. Did everybody um, hear? I don't think Marco, you didn't watch it, did you, Marco? Did you I watch it, Greg? It. No. All right. I read both the old version and the new version, and I hope that some of it hits. So I want to hear it. Tell me what's going on. Did you watch it, Brian? Not yet. All right. Oh, we're going to spoil it for everyone then, huh? Start us off, Matt. Um, I mean, look, I loved WandaVision for the simple fact that I think it's a, it's a show that's – I think it's very intelligent in the way they did it. If you're a huge comic book fan – like the the Easter eggs in this show are fantastic. They're gonna they drop all throughout it. If you're like the the casual Marvel movie viewer, you're like you're, you might be kind of a little lost and not sure really what's going on in the foreground. But I, I like that that old sitcom bewitched. I love Lucy's style of sitcom kind of masks the Easter eggs that are hidden in the background and and the normal you know the big hardcore comic book fans like oh man. Oh man, oh man, there's that, 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 and you're you're just finding Easter eggs like crazy, and it's still enjoying the good show. That it, well, it's what are some of the Easter eggs that you've seen? There's a ton of Easter eggs. So look, I mean, this show you got you got a question it, where it takes place. It obviously takes place after Endgame, and in Endgame you see Vision basically get killed twice, and you see Thanos rip the stone out of his head. Yeah. And you got to kind of wonder what's going on with, with Wanda at this point. And one of your biggest clues here is is S.W.O.R.D. They changed the name of S.W.O.R.D. In the comics, S.W.O.R.D. is Sentient World Observation and Response Department. Where in the show, S.W.O.R.D. stands for Sentient Weapon Observation Division. So it's like, 
what happened to Vision's body? Who has Vision's body? Vision's body's got to be somewhere. You got to think somebody's going to want whatever because he's not. He's made up of Jarvis. He's made up of Ultron. He's made up of Tony. He's like the perfect AI. So somebody's going to want Vision and want what he possesses in his body. So you're going to see, you know, a lot of that. So it's going to be interesting to see what what Sword wants with them. And throughout the underlining tones of the show, you definitely get a very vibe of she's being controlled or this is this is in her head. There's there's something wrong here to the point like in episode two, there's a radio where you just hear in the background, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Wanda, who's doing this to you? To the point where the house that they're in in episode one is not the house that they're in in episode two. There was Correct. not an upstairs. There's, you know what I mean? It's two different houses. And that's what, like, even when I was talking to you about it, Matt, I was like, I wouldn't even think about her being controlled or whatever, but I was like, what the fuck? Like, did they go cheap the first episode and then they did it on the second episode? But it makes more sense after you're like, you know, there's something else going on. Right. So, I mean, some of the other Easter eggs is right here in the, the Bewitch opening for episode two. You see the Bova milk sign up here. That's actually um, was it Bova was, has a lot of significance to Scarlet Witch and and Quicksilver when they were children. Yeah, um, it was the, the what it was the like she took she took care of them on Wondergore. Yeah, after it was they, like yeah, I, I'm anthropomorphic like being that fed them and nourished them. So yeah. that's. That holds a lot of significant value um, to her origin story. Um, this one right here is is interesting as well. Um, the vision appearing through the floor. It's it's this helmet right here. Mm-hmm. That helmet plays a big factor into it um, as well. I'm trying to see my notes because I, I noted that down. Is that a coup from Samurai Jack? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> It kind of looks like a <laughs> totally joking, folks. But it um, does kind of look like a coup. Then, so this this bottle of wine is uh, in episode one plays a big thing because um, Mephris in um, French is is supposedly madness. When I looked it up, so a reference to House of M. So house of her, her madness. Um, then you have it, the, the cool thing about the show is it has old school commercials into it too. Strucker. So like Strucker, the watch. And we all know that um, Baron Von Strucker, he created Wanda and Pietro in, in age of Ultron. So he was responsible for their creation in the movies. I love as well the little Hydra emblem under Yep. As well as being a top Hydra agent. Next Christmas, you too can have that watch. Yeah, I want that watch. Thunderbolts. And then the Toastmate 2000 from Stark Industries. This plays a big thing because if you remember in, when you first see Wanda and Pietro, they tell the story about how um, they were stuck in the rubble of a building for three days and all they could look at was a Stark, was a, a missile with Stark on the side of it. And at one point in this before the toast pops up, it starts beeping. It starts beeping louder and louder, almost like it's about to detonate. So I thought that was 
that was pretty cool to kind of reference uh, that aspect of the the show and movies and and all that as well. Um, glamour and illusion. So there's a part in episode two where they do a magic show for like a, a cul-de-sac talent show, and they go under the identities of glamour and illusion. Well, glamour and illusion where were their neighbors in the Scarlet um, and the WandaVision comic book series. So they were all, you know, she pretends and, and that magic is real. And, and that's kind of what their, their powers was. was Scarlet well. and Wanda. Yeah. Right. When you're saying it. Mm-hmm. Vision and Wanda series. So when did, uh, I believe it's vision and Scarlet witch number five. So it's kind of cool. The significance of the, the real cool thing is like, I'm not sure the significance of this is she yet way but, better in black and white than she does in color. Yeah, but certain parts of the the show are in color, like this very Iron Man esque painted up helicopter that you it kind of you know shows that things are breaking through her mental psyche a little bit. But when they go to the front of it, it's got the sword logo on it. So you know, more more hint toward sword in that. This is an interesting one. So and at the end of episode two, the she walks she hears a noise and she walks outside and up from a sewer comes the beekeeper and the big joke is the the beekeeper is the aim henchman so it could be a big connection to aim here with the beekeeper and she says what really hints that it's it's going on her psyche is she says no we don't want to you know she says no and then like rewinds back to her envision like in this embrace in the living room and then all of a sudden she's got the baby bump so there's there's a lot to unpack in these first two episodes of of wandavision if if you want to go looking for it um i've heard from a lot of sources that have seen multiple episodes now episode three is where this show really kicks off so i understand a lot of people watched episode one and two and kind of like, I don't understand this or this kind of sucks, but I, I'm going to stick through it. I don't know about Kyle. I will. I just, I wasn't, I don't know. I like, there was like all that stuff's cool. Like there was a lot of cool Easter eggs. It's kind of cool. But I thought overall it just, and I'm hoping that they, you know, they just, they're doing something different and they're trying something new and that these next couple episodes are really going to, take us and it's going to be like okay now it's getting good and i think it just maybe there's all this setup and i don't know too much like maybe it would be cooler if i don't know the 80s maybe something that like but i think a lot of people miss the throwbacks to leave it to beaver and bewitched and i i think it's a little too far out for a lot of people to remember. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I think that's, I think that's what took away a lot of it for people was the, the old school TV show, sitcom vibe of it, you know, and there's there, like I said, there's a lot that you can unpack in, in this, in these two episodes that I'm excited to, to keep on going. And I've, I've watched the two of them at least three times now. Mm-hmm. So, just just to prepare for this to kind of talk about it a little bit, but um, so, but this is a question like the comic based fan that that not the speculator, but the 
but the comic base fan for Wanda Vision or for Wanda and and Vision, do you think they're like the people that won't understand the Leave It to Beaver aspect of it? Or do you think that's just a new younger fan that's like, oh, I don't know what this is. You know, I didn't have WGN if you're in the mid coast or whatever. Or do you think it's just every? I mean, I just don't understand. Like, this looks good. I'm looking at it. And I'm going, okay, cool. This could be kind of fun. This looks like a setup. I'm actually going to go watch it. Where I see some of the comments and some of the people are like, no, dude, this, I didn't get it. I'm just holding on because I hope this is a setup and it'll be better. You know, is that what you feel? Is it feel that you maybe like people of your generation or something gets this and this is for us maybe, and maybe it's not for everybody. Or do you think they just led the two first episodes on and then they're going to, going to pop it off. I just don't think vision and Vonda are like, that mainstay of a character that can connect to everybody. You know, I mean, you got to think their one big run was early on, right? In the eighties. And then you have the second run that came out in the two thousands. Like who's this tailored to? Also, I think it's a connectivity issue though, too. Right. So if she's tearing reality or something that's happening here, it's supposed to bleed off into Dr. Strange and then, into the next Spider-Man movie too, where reality starts shattering. That could be a great way too for the whole Deadpool thing to come in to make sense, right? Yeah, and that's Grim Reaper's helmet. Also, that's that's whose helmet that is. That's what I was trying to think of. I just pop back in my head. Yes, makes sense too, right? Grim Reaper, Simon Williams' brother. Yeah, I don't think that's Galactus. No, because it's it it's very much the the Grim Reaper helmet, like he just said. Uh, like Greg just said, Simon Williams, who his vision is ba- brain was based off of in the comics, and like it, there's a lot of like I said, there's a lot of subtle like Easter eggs in in this stuff. And but to answer your question, Marco, I mean, I I think it's it's hard because it's it, without seeing the rest of it, you're kind of left going, what the hell is going on from what you see in the MCU and you're used to 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 the way this show kicks off because it definitely kicks off differently. And I think yeah. that's, that's what got me. Yeah. Like I, it, it, I don't think it was terrible. I didn't think it was like, I just, it was like, not what I like. I know they had given us the, you know, like the teasers that it was going to be like this, but upon watching it, you're kind of just like too much. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, it, it left me curious. Like I was saying earlier, I wanted to see more. Like I, I want to, because I'm like, it left me curious. But I just didn't. I, I they just could have. I think they could have done something else. But I don't know. It might the next couple episodes. I might be saying, you know what? Okay, I get it. I think it. I think they hit you with a slow story, the slow burn on purpose. Because I think. The rest of this, the rest of the show has to be crazy to carry over and tow the line through two more movies, right? Yeah, you would think to tow the line through Doctor Strange and tow the line through Spider Man 3. The rest of this has got to be crazy. And I think it's for me, what's interesting is you want to see where's this, you know, where's Wanda? Did all the events of the movies actually take place or was it all in Wanda's head? Kind of what's going on? And I like that each episode is basically like centered around a different sitcom. It's kind of like, what is going on here? Cause like the first one was very, I love Lucy. The second one was very bewitched. You, if you've seen the stills, they've got one that's going to be very all in the family or facts the of life. Or more leave it to beaver. Or it had, it had it like leave it to beaver um, nuances in there too. 
but they have like a, a mar- one that's almost married with children esque, one that's full house. So um, like Brady it, Bunch. Yeah, Brady Bunch. It, so each episode is like playing off of these different like sitcoms, but like at the end of it, the end of the first episode, it cuts back to reality and you clearly see somebody watching a TV watching it like it's a show mm-hmm. and it cuts off and then the second one you have the radio where clearly someone's coming through saying wanda who's doing this to you wanda who's doing this to you so there's just Creepy. subtle hints that this is all going on in her head and that she's getting set to have that massive meltdown that massive house of m reality shattering meltdown that makes her turn out to end up being the villain in in uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, did did any of you watch this with somebody else? I've I not yet. It, no. I watched it by myself, like a loser. Okay, so I I watched this with um, future Mrs. X solo Wookie. If I don't play my cards right, <laughs> some days, and um, she. Is one of those MCU fans, kind of like you were talking about, Matt. She doesn't read comics. She half of the time would prefer I would shut up rather than explain Star Wars and comics to her. And the other half of the time, she's like, I don't get it. Explain it to me. Um, Give me some more, you know, knowledge. So she was lost. She had no idea. If I had not been there to kind of explain to her, you know, that she's in her mind and that she's kind of law, you know, losing it and she's getting the build up to lose it and, and everything was going to go. She said, I would have turned it off about halfway through the first one and never watched another episode and not even cared. And I get it. Um, me being 28, I kind of grew up on all those TV shows and stuff. So I understood the, I love Lucy, Dick Van Dyke, um, first episode kind of run. And then I understood the bewitched and I understood they were trying to, to portray all that stuff of, of her getting, getting her, can get her to dress up like Jeannie from I dream of Jeannie. It, it'll be my favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I think here's part of my problem is that it, we just came off of something super hot, right? Mando ends and everyone's like, oh, Mando, Mando, it was wonderful. It was great. Everyone loves Mando. And then you come into this slow burn two episode. It just, it dragged with not enough action, not enough punch, not enough in your face. I don't know. When he swallowed the gum it was pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and I did like some of the new stuff that they did. But I was really hoping, I mean, we're talking MCU. So, you know, we're we're coming out of Endgame. We're coming out of, um, you know, the, the Mandalorian. We're coming out of all this stuff. And, and it just was so not there. I mean, I mean it for the long haul because I, I, I like the stuff. You know, I like the, the lore. I liked all the little Easter egg stuff because you're right, Matt. There was a ton of it in there, but it just didn't. I was looking for it to pack that punch and really draw me in like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait for the next ones. And, and honestly, if I, if it ended right now and I didn't, you know, see the rest of it, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't be sad. I'd be like, well, oh, well, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, I'm curious, but I'm not, I'm not drawn to it. I'm not attracted. I'm, I, I think they, I, I kind of hope fingers crossed with what they're doing, but I, I think coming out with the slow play like that was kind of a bad idea. I think people right now are really looking for that big grab you, pull you in, that that big bang. And it, I just – I didn't feel it with it. I, I thought they did a great job acting. I thought the the sets were amazing. I will absolutely say that. I don't – do you guys know if they filmed this on on the, um, the new game engine um, – shoot uh studio like they do like they do mando yeah like they did mando and i'm not sure i mean that it takes a lot more action for that you know what i mean but at the same point like that's what that game so the gaming thing is a lot of the time to cut back on the cg and action they'll they'll use that mod a modified version of that for it this probably had some portions of it but obviously looking at some of this picture there's a lot of animation going into it too so it wasn't all 100 through that um with that being said, like, you know, we kind of talked about it earlier when everybody's like, well, every X-Men is going to show up in Deadpool. I think some of this stuff, you have to split it off, right? Like it might not be your cup of tea, but even in the chat, it's split, right? There's half the chat or three quarters of the chat. that's like, yeah, I get this and I kind of like it. Or, you know, I know friends of mine liked it because that's how they learn to speak English. And it was a great throwback. And then there's other people who are like, this was the slowest this is like watching paint dry. It was terrible. Um, Blue Green says episode one was filmed in front of a studio kind of audience. Cool. That's cool too. To hear that. There's so much devil in the detail in this because, and I'll, I'm, I use that purposely and I'll explain it in a minute, but like the audio in it too. So like when the audio c- kicks into to modern time, it's definitely stereo and high def audio. But when they're in the old, like, you know, the 50s, 60s TV shows, it's different audio. It's definitely not stereo. Like there's those differences there. And I think you're going to find that Mephesto is the big bad guy. Cause there's a, a part in episode two where she's talking to a neighbor, a neighbor and Wanda says the devil's in the detail and her neighbor lay forward and said, that's not the only place he is. Yeah. So yeah. like, mm-hmm. there's like, I think this, this show is meant to be made to watch with, someone who is a who's a hardcore comic nerd because they're going to be like oh man and they're going to be explaining it to you as you go and get you hyped to where if you're like just like i said the casual marvel you're you're going to be much like solo again be like well i could take it or leave it you know and i think that's why a lot of the chat is split because it's it's like a scavenger hunt for comic book fans is pretty much what they made it It, Mm because you're like oh man oh man and you start trying to connect the dots you know it's it's and, and I think it's really, really good for, you know, the super deep divers and, and the Easter eggers and the, uh, you know, the comic folk like like us. I, I just think that if they're going to hit a market, they kind of miss their, their target because there's so many people that aren't going to see or catch so much of this. They're going to be really bored. And I think it's a dangerous play for... I mean, not that they're going to go out of business by any means, but I, I just think it was kind of a, a dangerous play as far as attracting people for the rest of the MCU that they have planned. 
Yeah, no. So I think there's a couple points here, JJ Maxwell and everything else. Like, what market are you talking about? You're talking about every person on Earth market? Because, like, that's a real generalized market. I think Matt kind of got it right. I think this is a very finite market. JJ Maxwell and that guy obviously have added in some great points where they say stuff like, I think it's clear they really plan this to come out alongside the MCU movies, right? Like, if the content pushed together with a big MCU push, that would have made a little more sense. And also, too, you know, that guy follows up with how long do they have to wait for the MCU movie to connect? I just what? answered a May 7th, 2021. That's the release date well, for yeah. Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Right, right, right. So that's May 7th. But I don't think it was supposed to be that paced out, right? So if this was just an add-in for a completely geek, deep-diving MCU, people who loved WandaVision, guys who were digging the old version, digging the new version, yeah, it probably works out where, yeah, may not be set up for the overall entire population of the world. However, sometimes you got to do a little bit of fan service in it, right? Well, and I, yeah. I, I think as we go on and we see more tie-in later on, how many, well, and it'll depend on how many episodes they have, but once we see a lot more of that tie-in with, um, you know, a little bit, a lot more explained, a lot of us, comic book folk will be like hey look the first two are kind of slow but you got to hang in there because by the you know third fourth fifth one it really pans out and you'll be locked in and that's what i'm really hoping um along with the and you were talking about the sound you're absolutely right matt on that one with the way that they were doing the whole mono and everything but man they got to cut out that laugh track on that second episode it got so freaking annoying i almost had to turn it off i was like if i hear another live fake live studio audience laugh track i'm i'm turning it off yeah <laughs> but when he does show up because he's he, the, the gum fucks him up dude <laughs> shit it's kind of funny what is over save of the day yeah it's it, kind of funny. apparently visions drunk entity is big red gum it's so awesome yeah. it binds him up makes him drunk but either, either way it does look if according, let's take a quick poll chat but according to our poll you either are going to watch it because you hate it and want to see what the end is or you watch it because you actually think it's funny but it seems like a lot of people are going to watch this to the end so i either guess either way everyone's watching it so yeah. it, it, it's a win for disney yeah i, I give it a three <laughs> So it means it's great because that's his like greatest rating he'll ever give out. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. I had fun looking for all the Easter eggs and and kind of deep diving into it, and it made it worthy of a um you know multiple rewatch for the. And I'll probably rewatch the first two episodes again and and see and you know I might even watch it with with my girlfriend to see what she thinks because she's not you know. She's a casual MCUer. She's like, I like the movies, but she's not into into the books like I am. So I'll see what she thinks and and kind of go from there. But yeah, watching watching it with my girlfriend really changed it. It it made it really different. And I, I meant to do it that way. I asked her. I said, Will you please watch it? You know, let's. Are you ready? Can we watch this together? Let's sit down. I want to. I want because I knew we were going to talk about it, and I was like, I want some. Uh, outsider input you know i want to know what the the casual mcu fan movie fan thinks of it 
So I'll yeah. be interested to hear what what your second take on it is there, Matt, with watching it with her. Yeah, and I mean, like like Grizzle Geek said in the chat, they don't have to. They can do it like this because they don't have to appease anybody. And I think the big thing to remember this is like COVID. If my memory serves me correctly, COVID screwed this up because we were originally supposed to get Winter Falcon Winter Soldier, and then it was supposed to go on to WandaVision. And WandaVision was supposed to lead up into, like, I think the last episode of WandaVision was supposed to be the Friday before Doctor Strange came out. And then we were supposed to roll from Doctor Strange into, into Spider-Man. So they had this whole, like, planned timeline for this release. Mm-hmm. And when COVID hit, this show was farther along than what Falcon Winter Soldier. And so it all kind of got jumbled up and messed up to where we're getting, this is our, our first taste of the post big screen MCU and it just, the I, I, like you guys were saying, I don't think the timelines add up like they originally wanted them to. No, but, I, think, I think it would have played out better. I mean, we still haven't seen Black Widow for God's sake. So I, I totally agree with you, Matt. I think it jacked that all up with the big scary. Yeah, but I think this is it too. Like JJ says, I mean, it's kind of like he's committed to the MCU at this point to get it all in, but he's not going to, you know, rewatch. Or, look, we're not saying this is like Rebels where you can see like, the seventh sister die again for the 15th time. But like, it definitely is something that, you know, you see one time you're ready to go and move on to something else. Not everything has to have that rewatch factor that you see it over and over and over again. Yeah. I don't see myself rewatching them. Rebels. Is that that one with James Dean? I'm sorry. uh, I was talking about the star Wars thing. Cause I, Well, uh, what about you? What do you think, Greg? Because I, I know you coming from Japan, you you guys didn't have access to this or Mandalorian over there, right? I think you're muted, dude. Yeah, you're muted. Sorry. Yeah, next next week I'll have Disney Plus, so I'll I'll, I'll have access to all this stuff. But uh, this looks really really interesting. I I I, I like uh, the whole cross genre thing and. Uh, the I love Lucy references and the animation looks amazing. And I like the, I like the fact that uh, something's happening and we don't know what's happening to her and that that's involved in the Marvel universe too. Right. Yeah. So no, this is cool. I can't wait to get back into the, the kind of the, uh, the culture of it all. Well, cause I mean, this is the kind of our first with the, like, Chad said the big or solo said the big scary. This is kind of our first taste of that post end game right. Marvel universe. And yep. and seeing where the landscape is going. And yeah, we're we're like a year, almost two years behind from Marvel because Black Widow should have come out last year and it, it's been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And so who knows? But that seemed it, like a weird choice to me was the Black Widow timing. Yeah, she had just died. We know it's a prequel. Is it setting up? Like, what's it setting? Why do Why do we need to see that world? Because obviously they're they're building up something again. But um, that that one seemed really odd to me. That the timing of of that release. She needed her own movie. I think she's, she's a very very good character, but um, just the timing of it's weird. I think blue green just hit it right there. These episodes will change in meaning after the later episodes come out. Memento style. I, I think. I, I, hope, I hope so. I really do. I really do hope so. 
That that's what I was saying too, just a, a little bit ago. I, I I think once we have some more content later on, it'll change it. I, I'm I just think that launching it the way they did, probably because of partially you know the big scary and the timelines got all jacked up. I I, I think it hurt the initial um, release just because of the it, there wasn't it, it just wasn't the punch that I was expecting. And I think a lot of people were expecting. So I think we'll definitely look back on it and be like, Oh, okay. Now I get it. That was really, really cool, but hard to digest that. First. That's really cool. I'm sorry. That's really cool. What he said. Um, and he's, he's right. Uh, do you think some of these people just are watching it and they're going online and like, what are all the East? And that's part of the hype of this. So it will get that fan base. I yeah, mean, I think because I mean, Matt, I was read it out first. I'm sorry, yeah, read what he said. He said, "I know many casual MCU fans who research every Easter egg, so they don't feel lost and left out." I mean, that's interesting. What yeah, were you I, saying, Kyle? I just said I figured with you know when CBR comes out with the Easter's of the Easter eggs of WandaVision, you know that's where everybody's going to get filled in on everything, and that's where it's really going to take off for people. Because, you know, they usually, there's usually some article that comes out, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. But I think there's a subset, right? So, like, uh, we're sitting here, and a lot of people in the chat are sitting here going, like, okay, I'm waiting for this moment because we know the comics. You know, I'm waiting for this moment so we know the comics. Do you think there's a subset that's watching it going, like, it does not matter if I know the comics or not? Because what I'm going to do as soon as this is done, or while it's still playing, is as it's playing, hit up CBR or whoever and see what the Easter eggs are. And that's my excitement for the day because it occupies my time and numbs whatever else is going on in the world. Yeah. And, and JJ Maxwell just said they need to execute on all the Easter eggs and such uh, too, though. Otherwise you end up with lost all over with the theories and Easter eggs and all that goes nowhere and you lose viewers and fast. So, cause they want to be right. Yeah. They right. want the Easter eggs to be right. That's, Yes, very yeah. I think that's but that for me, like what did it I think did this show for me right off the bat, these first two episodes is I didn't mind the sitcom aspect of it, but I had more fun being like, Oh sh you know, connecting dots and the Easter eggs and and all that and was was more fun for me than actually the show. So I think that's why I liked it so much. Do we know how many episodes and there's only one season of this, correct? One season, nine episodes. Okay. So, See, I, man, I hate these short seasons with a half hour show. Man, if you're going to only punch out nine, you need to make them bad boys 45 minutes long. Yeah. Like the first episode, I believe, was 30 minutes. And the second episode was 37 minutes. And so, I ain't talking 45 with credits. I'm talking 45 minutes of content. That sounds yeah. like the way I heard saying. Right. I know someone that's on board with that. Um, I like what Josh said there though, too. And I, I do agree. I think all these little subsets are going to, are bringing in the mutants. You know what I mean? And it's good. I, for me, it's good. Look, the Avengers are fine, whatever. I'm a mutant guy. So I'm all happy when you start getting mutants, mutant storylines being brought in. And if this brings in mutant storylines, I'm, I'm all on board. I'm good with it. But my, my question is, is if this takes off, how, what does it do to the landscape of the theater? So 
Are we, is it going to be to where we only get so now we're going to get these Disney Plus shows and we only get one big movie or two big movies this summer that that tie into this? Is it going to change the the amount of superhero movies Marvel's putting out in the theaters every year? Yeah. Like how how's that going to change the landscape of what we're used to? Is that a bad thing though? So listen to it from company wide perspective. You're getting viewership in the home, right? You're getting some subs or you're getting mm-hmm. uh, advertising dollars, and then even if your movie bombs which it won't bomb because it's the setup to the it's the climax to the the point right the the apex um man my speech gets better the more i drink um once you get to the once you get to the apex right it's done it doesn't matter if it's good or bad because you hit the apex you brought in all the money then you could start over again go back down to the bottom of the mountain you can start climbing again with the next series of shows and everything else you don't have to hit four movies you don't have to hit four home runs in the movie theater you just need people to show up for the for the apex. Like that's sure that makes sense, right? No, Greg, you are always smart on these points. Does that make sense or no? Mm. Yeah, very good. Doesn't make any sense. Good, solid. Like I said, my wife gave two shits about my funny books, but she loved the show. Uh, she is a Wanda fan, and she like me grew up on the sitcoms like these. So, I well, think it's, it all, like- it's 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 all building up for whatever phase. The only thing that I have to chip in on this is. Somebody had mentioned, oh, do you think the casual Marvel fan is going to come and watch this because they want to uh, chip it together, you know, about what's happening in the future and talk about the Easter eggs? Yes. I also think that WandaVision is a really interesting thing to put out there at this time because uh, it's going to draw in a lot of females, too, to watch it. Because it's it's really a show about the relationship between those two, right? It's 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 their romance. That's the central core of that. So I think it's a, a really cool thing. It just draws everybody everybody to see what's happening. Well, I think everyone's um, watching it because first off, every, a lot of people are Marvel fans now and and superhero stuff and stuff coming out on Disney Plus and everything, these shows are now water cooler talk. Mm-hmm. So everybody's watching them because it's the stuff that every you know it's what's people talking about. Did you see? You know, even if you are, you know, that was what's cool about the Mandalorian is if you knew it and you knew these little extra things, it made the show great. But if you didn't know all these little things, it was still a great show. Well, and you got to have. I mean, you you you're on the clock. You want to hang out that chat time at the water cooler as long as possible while you're at the clock. So <laughs> while you're you on the have clock, your fucking your Marvel Easter eggs memorized by then. Just a COVID farm. That's <laughs> yes. right. Yeah, I don't know. I think if you do it at this time where there's nothing else on to what's in the rotation right now. I mean the chess chess was is passed about by three weeks. We don't have anybody talking about playing checkers or chest anymore you don't have anybody talking about mando <laughs> anymore you know i mean i think the mando experiment was great like there's still people to this day that are like the hugest star wars fan and might not quite still understand why mandalorians can take their helmets off or timelines and stuff like that like it's good so if we can get new volumes of people in watching this it's the only thing to watch man i i get a i have a 235 dollar cable bill that's not including all the add-ons we get everything, and every day when we sit down, we get an hour. We're like, there is nothing to watch. 
I doubt I'm the only person that's like that. I bet you there's a lot of people out there trying to watch something. And if WandaVision's it, you're going to stick around because what else are you going to watch? There's yeah. nothing else to watch, man. I mean, how many times can you watch some kid bake a cake or people open up Pokemon cards on the interwebs, dude? You can't. Hey, <laughs> it ain't there, bro. Hey, so thank God for hockey. Millions of people get to watch opening up Pokemon cards, all right? I, I watched this one guy open some cards and the top of them were all stuck together. They were never cut. Yeah, I mean, whatever. That's like that lucky bastard. <laughs> that, that's probably worth like three thousand dollars because no, they're so uh, rare. You, you just let the kids play with it. Pokemon are for kids, right? I mean, whatever. No, I'm just saying, like, there's nothing like we could say whatever we want, but everybody's gonna watch this, and if it works out well, even if it doesn't work out that great. People are going to watch it. I mean, I watched Tiger King. That wasn't exactly the dopest thing. I would never have watched that TV show if there was anything else to watch. I would. That was fantastic. Yeah. That was, that was riveting else. television. All right? that, that, that was like Flavor Flav of love, dude. It that was, was, that was hey, riveting it was a television. Wreck. It was a trade wreck, but like, it's no, not it was a car accident. You were watching it like this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was a car accident. It wasn't because it was, yes. I still have not That's watched any of those, and I still will not. I have no desire to watch that. Just, oh my God. How, how do we even have people like that in America? Like you're kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they all get eaten by tigers. Conspiracy theory. And- you know, yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. not to give me, cats, bro. They're right up the solo Wookie channel. Um, right. They're subscribers to your channel. They subscribe to your newsletter, solo, that nobody else knows about. Yeah, I mean, Eric, oh, John too, Marco, or you if they can't wear tinfoil hats. They're not my client. <laughs> they do. This is <laughs> hey, this is this is what I watch a lot. Tales from the flip side. This channel has got tons of content. Make sure you watch it. We have a show on every day. We got two shows on someday. Shoot, even Maximus came over. The great Maximus came over here to give us a show on Wednesday for all you Wednesday Warriors. If you haven't seen it, Eric's in the chat. He does a lot of the graphics over there. Maximus will get on. I hear he's going to be beardless soon. He better be beardless soon because we don't welch on bets. And I was there. days, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a couple days, brother. Um, But, yeah, dude. I mean, a lot of good stuff. We'll get a brand new razor. ran their promo in the beginning. You know my boy Dino's out there looking funny in a, a too tight red coat. (laughs) <laughs> that's my boy dude i mean he is my boy so what am i gonna do uh, Look, John, I'm, I'm coming at you from my mom's basement so that's why i come yeah, to tales from the flip I mean, side matt's out in the mom's basement this is probably trying, one of the rowdiest shows there is you got trying to get enough money to get that stainless steel fridge because all i got is a black one i got a white okay, one okay time out can we talk about fridges i got three black fridges because i got a bunch of kids do you think my au pair wants to be wiping fridges all i'm not coming home to that no no absolutely not Get the fingerprint resistant then. Yep. I'm not trying to waste money on that bullshit. Uh, anyways, a lot of good shows. Watch Pete's stuff. If you guys aren't watching, if you need some content to watch and you're upset with WandaVision, go out and watch what Pete Vision is doing because Pete Vision's got some great toy stuff out there. He did Crystal. I didn't even know that like Crystal Warrior thing was a thing for a toy, but hey, it is. Watch his stuff. It's very short content. It's great. Uh, you can sit at the water cooler be social distance and yell at each other about how many <laughs> toys there used to be in the 80s and how they all stink right about now <laughs> i don't know i'm an old dude that's what i do i complain about stuff get off my lawn or get off my lake i don't care <laughs> get off my lawn damn yeah, so kids all popped up on goofballs 
all kind of the great content to watch on this channel. Uh, if you're looking for some new comic books to read, Greg can hook you up there. Go check out Rascals. Definitely, we're gonna have to have him back when issue two comes out, and gonna have to do a little behind those scenes work to, to talk about something special for for Kyle and I's issue. <laughs> we got we got some ideas cooking. I think Kyle Kyle's got some ideas cooking. Dude, I was knocking him out of the park earlier. Yeah. <laughs> a squirrel with a whiskey bottle on a unicorn. On a unicorn. Who was that? Solving, mi- solving mysteries. Yeah. Solving mysteries. <laughs> Writing wrongs. Hey, yep. this guy, we're going to do some stuff with him too. We're going to get him in our show. He just did us a great graphic too. Thanks a lot, Eric. Um, oh, gee, I think, I think Matt really has been huge on this before. He was one of the first people I really saw pushing this hard. And I think. You're right. I think this is a character that's coming in. If you guys haven't been buying that, mm, I don't know. I don't. I don't buy it. Market is all I'm saying. I like being cheap. <laughs> oh, I'm cheap. I'm so old. I'm like 60, bro. I look. I wear Skechers and like even I, my I, and I off the rack pants. was 50 cents. Oh, my wife buys all my clothes, dude. I'm not. Yeah, no. Nah. And she's embarrassed too about what I wear, but that's okay. It's okay. All yeah. Right. So, anybody got anything else? Anything else? Just everybody hit that like and subscribe button. Yes. Make yeah. sure you're listening to all the great. Like we said, there's a bunch of great stuff on here. I know Ultra Show was pretty kick-ass the other day. I was watching that. That's a real cool uh, Wednesday show to pick up on, see the new stuff. So that's kind of awesome. And come get drunk with us. That's awesome. Dude, yeah, appreciate it. It's appreciated, everybody. Hey, come check out. I'm going to plug myself again. Tomorrow night, we're going to have the uh, start. Please, if you haven't listened to the book, if you don't want. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't I don't just come in here and plug your stuff on this show, brother. I do. That's what I come to this show for is to plug it. Tomorrow <laughs> night, make sure you're there. We know who's going to be there. All right, go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> Anybody got anything else? Greg, we want to talk your stuff one more time where people can find you. Yeah, uh, Rascals uh, Book Two Song of the Banshee is pre launching um, this weekend on Indiegogo and will be uh, up for sale February 1st. So uh, hopefully I can come back and uh, hype it then. Now, you might have already said it before, but can people still get the uh, the um, director's edition if they want it or no? Is that So we have a we have a few left over. We have about a half of them for that run left over and we're thinking maybe maybe we'll put some up later, but more than that, maybe we'll just hold on to them till conventions open up and then just have have that for 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 people to buy at conventions. Um, it'll be a nice thing for them to get a sketch from Kurt and it'll be numbered and limited edition. So, um, but for this campaign, I think again, we'll go burger and fries real simple. You can buy, uh, the book two, the new, you know, completely colored book, um, full, full separate, uh, separate tale for the rascals, uh, and book one. All right. Well, guys, we want to thank everyone in the chat for hanging out tonight. Great show, as always. You guys are on fire. Make sure to hit that like, subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't already, if you had a good time tonight. Um, Again, make sure to check out all the great content dropping on this channel daily. Uh, If you want more from Marco and Solo Wookiee, check them out tomorrow night on their Star Wars show. If you want uh, more, check out Ultra Show on Wednesdays. 
Um, and you can catch me and Kyle back here next Saturday with the crew. Um, again, make sure you're checking out Comic Woman. That's a great show. Check out the flagship Tales from the Flipside every Monday night to get you kicked off your week. Fantastic. So uh, we'll see you guys next. Thanks, Thanks yep. guys. Have a good Thank night. you very much, guys. Right. Oh, see you guys next weekend.